Salutations, friends, and welcome to Token Minority Report on Unsafe Space. I am your minority, Beverly. Today is Friday, April 8th, 2022. For housekeeping, we have book club that moved dates. So now it's coming up on Sunday, May 1st at 9 a.m. Pacific slash 12 p.m. Eastern, hosted by our beloved Thomas St. Thomas. And the book is still Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. On Monday, we have Narrative Dissonance with Carter and guests Joey A. Camp and Juliet Truthseeker returning. Tuesday, there should be yet another episode of 451 Degrees with Alex Maselli, as long as I don't procrastinate on editing it over the weekend. And Wednesday, we're planning on introducing a new series called Rebel Civics, hosted by Keith Bissett, aka Keith the Hat Guy in chat. Again, as long as I finish editing it this weekend. It's the uh, opening credits that are giving me some trubs. But that should also premiere on Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific slash 12 p.m. Eastern. And then Alive Dangerous Thoughts that night as usual at 5 Pacific slash 8 Eastern. Did everyone get all that? Cool. <sighs> okay, I think that's everything. So let's introduce today's guest, the Cecil Charles. Originally from Reno, Nevada, Cecil is a songwriter, artist, actor, essayist, and a pun master. He started playing guitar at age nine, graduated from the Naval Academy, not at age nine, presumably older than that got a master's degree in business and became head of marketing at a company that does event credentials. But now he follows his passion for music as a full-time musician. Um, you can find him on his website, CecilCharles.com, on Twitter at TheCecilCharles, and on all other social media, including YouTube at CecilCharlesOfficial. So with that, welcome to the show, Cecil. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, you're. Uh, you've been behind the scenes. I think all the times that we've been so live before, it's it's exciting to get to talk to you. And um, I I don't know if it was. I don't know if I just missed it all the other times. But I think more recently, the direction of your camera has shown off all of the instruments, and so. I, I, I was in a different room and now I finally got like the room. <laughs> right. Up. And so um, I was like, oh, we need to talk about music. music. Look at those things that you have yes. behind you. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was I'm like, oh yeah, he's a musician. We can talk music. I've forgotten most everything ever about music that I used to know, but can still talk about some of it. Oh, well, let we me don't need on. to talk about like chord theory or anything like that. I, yeah, I used to know more to. music we theory. Um, yeah. I remember, I mean, I know the triangle is the major the dot major is seven, augmented major major this yeah uh the minus sign is the minor right yeah it's been yeah. so long since i've like written it so <laughs> um okay let me bring on this guy he's our new intern oh he's in the wrong spot look at him trying to take over what's going on carver hey oh, how you doing the here? intern who shall not be named so oh i, I don't even have a name he has no name at least i, I can talk now name. the first couple of weeks the intern couldn't say anything just muted him. He has been muted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'll let him talk. I'll let him talk. Um, okay, let me see. I have brought Cecil on. Where am I notes? Oh, I was going to say too that uh, since you were just on 451 Degrees with Alex on Tuesday, everyone go watch that if you haven't gone over yet. Um, I didn't want to like overlap too much with like all the conversations that you had. Um, but I was like, oh, you guys are talking about like you're very intellectual, philosophical. And I thought, Perfect. I don't have to pretend to be smart at all today. <laughs> well, that's good because I exhausted myself on yeah. the last one. Anything of note so we can just talk about what our favorite bands well, are. I know, right? Well, I read your about page on, on your website and I was like, man, that this just makes me want to talk about so many other things now too, like especially puns and dad jokes. I was thinking how you and Alex talked 
about like the jack of all trades with all the different stuff that you've you've done in your life. Sure. So I was thinking jack of all trades, master of puns. Ooh. Can that be your new title? So I actually do like that. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I keep, because last time when Alex had said jack of all trades, I said, well, if you're talking about me, it's a jack off all trades. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe that's what it is. Jack off all trades, master of pun. <laughs> that, that could work. I'm going to credit you if I, if I switch to that. With okay. my branding. Nice. Yeah. All right. I, um, you know what? I'm going to jump in. I, I tagged you on this on Twitter, but I'm sure you didn't see it because who, who pays attention to Twitter? I, this joke made me think about you. Someone said, my friend writes songs about sewing machines. Okay. He's a singer, songwriter, or so it seems. Or so it's so spelled <gasps> oh, like that. That's oh. awesome. <laughs> everything, everything made me think of you. I don't know. Okay, nice. Yeah, nice. I like that one a lot. I like it too. Um, so Cecil, another thing that I'm trying to do with the guests, since it's a token minority report, I'm asking all the guests, in what way are you a minority? And it can be literally anything at all. Hmm, what way am I a minority? I, you know, I just posted something on Twitter all about how I think that uh, the stuff that gets you all choked up inside, like because it's so overwhelmingly beautiful, should be the thing that you go for in life, like whatever that is. And I was I was referencing Jordan Peterson because he gets oh. choked up often. Oh, he does. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen a lot, but yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, you know, when he's talking about this, this stuff that really moves him. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that that makes really makes me a minority, but it's something I just thought of recently. And I'm like, you know, this makes I don't know anybody who's like getting overwhelmed by how great life is or how great some idea is or whatever you know, overwhelmed in the sense of like, it's so beautiful. It makes you feel humble. It's more emotional. In, in its or... presence. Yeah. When you yeah. get like that good overwhelming. I don't know. I think humans act really, really well when they're in that mindset. And, For sure. Uh, and, so, and I hadn't really ever thought about it before, but it's like that feeling is, I think is super pleasurable. I think, you, I think we can sell that to people like the thing that makes you feel best about life is likely something that's really good for you anyway. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, and it's also really pleasurable. It's not like, uh, it's, it's not like a big sacrifice that you have to go through. I mean, you know, obviously life is sacrifice in so many ways, but in some ways it's like the things that mean the most to you, they, they rub you in, in, in a way that nothing else can. And so it's like, that's a pleasure that you really can't get through other things. Right. And I think people too are more, it's a lot easier to react you know, emotionally, uh, when it's like, you're upset about something. So then, then right. you, and then, and it's harder to like, be grateful or like when the good things happen, it, it can be harder to like, Oh, I want to have that same emotion just on the other side and, and, um, and find, find those pleasures though, too. And, and it varies for me. Like, yeah, I, I think I tend to not be the most emotive person. I'm, I mean, I remember a lot of people call me a robot in a lot of ways. So, uh, but it just, it varies though. Like I get really, uh, sometimes I, I, I try not to be too emotional about stuff because I don't like to react or judge too quickly. But on the flip side, I'll cry at like the heartwarming things on TV, like on a commercial. I'll do like anything that has to do with mm -hmm. animals or family and stuff too. Like that, I will just immediately cry for like anything fictional. Um, sure. But, well, uh, I think that says something. I mean, I, I don't know. And not, we don't have to get into this topic too much, but I do think that like the fact that people get get overwhelmed, they tear up or they choke up in a, in a good way at something beautiful or meaningful. Like to me, that gives me hope about humans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's a and, white and, and it, yeah, it's a white pill, and it kind of like it definitely undermines the cynics. I think the, mm -hmm. you know, the people who you may say there's no meaning in life, but it's like, but you still get moved by stuff. So what do you call that? 
What is that thing that you're feeling? And and again, like from a purely pragmatic point of view, I'm like, that's usually a, a good, healthy thing that you're experiencing. It's like rarely bad if it, if it's a humble, overwhelming of emotion. Sure. It's like yeah, rarely yeah. a bad thing. So like, why not figure out what that thing is that's moving you so much and go after that, whatever it is. Like try to do that a lot and just see yeah. how you live, you know? Like, what if you do that more? I think just generally too, like that's how I feel about, you know, and anything like your work, your career or something like if you're not happy in it, then like, why keep doing it that like, maybe you're making a lot of money, but it's just like, if you're not enjoying it. So I've always been more like, okay, let me find something that I, I really would love doing. And then, um, and I don't know if it, there's ever anything that I'm like, oh, I want to do this forever. Cause I'm like, I like to experience different things. I want to try out other stuff. And um, so it's hard to say, but I definitely always recommend like, yeah, if you're not happy in what you're doing, like find and find something, but in a healthy way, like find something that you're, that you enjoy. Sure. Well, and I always hope, I mean, to get onto the subject of music and art and whatnot, like I always hope that the people who are doing some form of art, whatever it is, are, are feeling something akin to what I get to feel when I, when I write music or if I'm like in a flow state, you know, if I'm like in the zone when I'm playing in front of people, it can be, it can be overwhelmingly amazing, like how good it can feel. And, and mm -hmm. it's not, I don't know. It's not like a, I'm so great feeling. It's a, it's like, wow, this is, this is just beautiful. Like this is, so cool to feel like my whole essence is is on the path of making something and the stuff that's that I'm singing like the way that I'm singing or the way that I'm playing this song that I played a hundred times before like in in moments and it's not all the time at all like I mean shit it'll be like 30 seconds out of a song sometimes and that's like the only little nugget of that feeling that I get for a whole three hour set but but the fact that it's there and the fact that I've had it and that I, the fact that I have it consistently uh, it, it makes it all worthwhile. It just, you know, and I, I've always thought music was beautiful anyway. And so then right. there's, there's this thing when you're an artist and you start to get to tap into the thing that makes, that makes you happy, you know, cause you, you perceive beauty, whatever it is. If you're a painter, you probably love looking at paintings and you've looked at paintings all your life for art form. And you, you get that, that feeling that it's res you're resonating with that beautiful thing. And then to be the person who's creating that beautiful thing, which then makes you resonate with it. It's, it's a really, I just feel very lucky. And so like, I feel like a lot of what I've been thinking about recently is trying to trying to really identify like why I, what I'm getting out of those experiences and, and how other people might have similar experiences. Cause it's not, it's not like everybody's going to have that experience playing guitar in front of people. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can't be like, Hey, let's adopt this new religion where we all play guitar in front of people, and like that's how you get your flow state, and that's Sounds how you like get a touch fun with, religion. In touch with God, you know. Like it, it doesn't. Everybody is different. So, so for me, it's more like, what if you just try to pay attention to what makes you feel that that feeling? And I think people know. Like, there's that. It's a good feeling. It's not a. It's not a overwhelmed by like my life is terrible and I'm like crying telling you how bad it is it's not that mm -hmm. feeling. I mean and everybody has that feeling too but like it's it's something else it's this wow like oh man it's so pretty like it's so beautiful this moment that I'm experiencing and I'm feeling it through my whole body and even like I said even if that happens for me like 30 seconds out of a three-hour gig it's right. worth it where I'm just like I'm just doing this a lot <laughs> I, keep I, doing this. I like how perceptive you are I mean just you know most people go through life like they, they 
it's hard to like pay attention to like every moment that you have too. So then you don't like, and you just like, Oh, that, that moment passed. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really in the moment. Like that's a thing for improv. Like I did improv in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is like be in the moment. So, Cause when you're sure. too busy trying to like go ahead or like prepare what you're going to say, you're missing everything else that's going on right now that, that, you know, would have a lot of fun stuff to do. So I think it's nice. And I think that's something too, that we have to remind ourselves of like, Hey, sometimes you need to just pay more attention to like what's going on right now. And I like that. That's such a, I don't know how conscious but it, or, or subconscious thing that you just automatically do. But I think that's really nice that you, that you recognize that all. Okay, I don't even know how it works. I mean, to be very yeah. honest, it's, 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 it's been like, okay, I recognize that it happens in these situations. So what if I just put myself back in this situation often and like, you know, from a, from a standpoint of I'm an artist, I like to write songs. I like to perform the songs in front of people. I mean, it's it's all on that path anyway, a path that I already value. It's not like I'm saying, man, I wish I could be a songwriter, but the the moments where I feel like my flow state or my joy or my being in touch with God are, are when I'm, um, you know, in a field looking at flowers, such that those two things are so separate. And it might be hard to say, like, how do I how do I get that state while also pursuing this thing that's important to me, this career? And again, I mean, everybody has, people have all sorts of careers and I, and I can't sit here and say like, you have to get in touch with God through your career. Like Mm -hmm. that's just, nobody could expect that of everybody. But I, but all I'm saying is like, I think people know when they're, when they're moved by something. And I think we need to encourage people to say, okay, that's telling you something, whatever it is, it's telling you something. And it's definitely not something bad. It doesn't make you feel jealous or resentful or hateful toward life it's like a good feeling and it's usually involved with something healthy that it's not like you taking something from somebody else or necessarily winning over you know beating other people you may it may be you winning in a football game or something like that but the feeling that you're getting is rarely because somebody else is less it's it's because you are you're moved by the meaning of the moment and i think i think we can all I think we can all benefit that from that. And I think we can all like lean into that. And the cool thing is like that, that's not me telling anybody to do anything specifically because I don't know what their moment is. And I don't know what the, their little like touchstone is the thing that gives them that feeling. But I, but I think we can at least just be honest with ourselves about what it is that really gets us going and like Mm -hmm. try to do that more. Yeah. Um, and obviously music does that a lot for you. And I do want to talk more about that with you. I want um, to know what that instrument is behind you. Is that a keytar? Which one? Yes, it is a keytar. Her name is Epsilon. Is That's a perfect a name for a futuristic <laughs> <laughs> instrument. Yeah. That The so, brand okay. is Roland AX Synth or maybe Axe Synth. Um, okay. But yeah, so yes. Okay, so I, I want to keytars. jump in with a question before we talk about guitars because I want oh, to. Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm just curious about this. Do you think, Cecil, that it seems to find that flow state, you need to not have ADHD? You need to be able to have, like, be present in the moment and focus on something for a long time to be able to find what you're looking for. Um, are you concerned at all that in a world where people have very little? downtime by design like they choose to have very little focus time and instead they distract themselves constantly that it will be more difficult for them to find that moment that you're talking about that seems to happen you know in focus well i do i think the the it's always difficult to find that moment and i mean there's something 
we can get super metaphysical, but there is something about like, like the you wanting it causes it not to happen in a way, you know, because the thing that the flow state is in a way like a dissolution of ego, you know, it's a little one. I, I, I'm not sitting here having had huge uh, existential experiences where I've like totally dissolved my ego. And I'm telling you all about that as some expert, not at all. But, but I think that in those moments, you're definitely like just very aware of the sensation sensation of your body the sensation of 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 feeling full of breath full of energy but but not tired not depleted you know it's it's a, it's an interesting sensation i i would say um that to your point carter i have i have hope in the world i think specifically because of uh because of what we're doing because of long form podcasts like i think the the long form podcast and its ubiquity all across youtube and all the other platforms um i think shows us that humans are like much more willing to pay attention and stick with ideas and follow narratives through than than we give ourselves credit for and sure like everything else that we have is is designed to take our attention away and like i'm not I'm not d discounting that at all. Cause yeah, I mean, shit, we just like look at our phones and look at Twitter and TikTok. all these things, but you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, I've, I've stayed away from TikTok, mm -hmm, for that reason. but yeah, you're it's, making a, sorry, I, I, I guess you're making my a really point is I just, point. I'm excited about humans. I think they can, I think we get there. I think we get there all the time. I think we're just not told what there is. I think we're not told like, hey, you're getting overwhelmed by this feeling for whatever good reason. Like go go toward that and explore mm -hmm. that. E even if it's just on your off time, just explore that more. It's not it's not some evidence of you being like for, for, for a guy. It's not evidence of you being some like less masculine man to get to be in touch with your feelings. I mean, I think that's a story that's that's a, it's a narrative in our culture that does hold us back. And I think we need to like, at least look at that. I mean, sure. You can have effeminate men who are super just in touch with their emotions all the time and, and then aren't like the strong men that they need to be in society. So it's again, men have roles for a reason, but I do think like the, the big overarching, uh, like reason only never feelings, you know, like we, we should only push reason um, and men should not feel things or men should not cry. You know, sometimes like, I, I don't think that serves us because I don't think it's true. I mean, I just don't think people aren't like that. And they're, they're consistently struggling with those very rigid ideas of, of the roles that we fit into. And I think we're more than that. So and, I, and again, I, just, I think like what we're doing, how many people tune in to listen to a Jordan Peterson three hour podcast? Mm -hmm. Like, you yeah. know, like it's great. I don't know. I'm, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because a lot of people for years, a lot of people were saying you have to do when I when I first started doing this, you have to do it short. You have to do it short. And I was like, I, I want to do longer discussions. And it's amazing. I even asked this question to uh, an audience on the show the, the other day about should I make this into shorter segments? And they were all like, no, <laughs> like we, we want the long, deep discussion. I'm like, all right. Uh, so it, it, there is a market, which is, I don't mean that from a financial sense. I just mean like there's a market of attention. Like people do want to watch Jordan Peterson or Joe Rogan or someone mm -hmm. um, of that stature go really uh, 
you know, into detail and and focus on one particular issue in a way that you can't do in a, you know, five minute clip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it feels in a way like, I mean, I think we all, we all realize that if, if, if anybody has ever gone camping, like the, yes. the, the act of sitting around a campfire, talking, you know, storytelling, maybe playing music, but everybody's focused on one thing. And, and I also think like, it's really cool because it's like the thing that you're actually focused on is the campfire itself. And like, you're looking at the flame while that's like happening, but then you're bringing in everything. So it's like, it's almost like it's hypnotizing you in a really good way. It's focusing you and letting you experience these ideas and these things. Like, I think that's such a, like I said, if you've ever been camping, you know that that feels amazing, that that's a really cool feeling. And, and, likely quite unique in our world but i do think what we're doing here in things like this or in listening to people talk is kind of like a campfire like you're just you're just you're saying i'm just going to pay attention to what these people are saying and they're people who i respect and like i don't know i think it's exciting for me i think humans are doing cool stuff and like james Lindsay, they he just put out a podcast on on benjamin boyce's podcast last Mm. night with jonathan pajo and and I, he was well he he was talking Carter he was talking a little bit about what you were what you were mentioning about like breaking up his ideas into these little much more consumable bits you know mm-hmm. so that so that if you're trying to really pass information across quickly you can you can do it in that way um but yeah but I I think that we are I mean Lindsay was talking about there this second um, enlightenment happening right now mm. that we're that we're in the midst of um, I don't know experiencing what I mean you just think about Twitter the fact and I've, I've thought about this a lot like how, how do I exp- express this Twitter is like we've got all of these ideas but every time you like something every time you retweet something essentially it's you as a conscious being looking at that idea judging it saying is it good or bad and then liking it or retweeting it, like pushing it up for others to see. And the more likes and retweets of things, in my mind, the more people are essentially like distilling from the whole morass of every idea ever, distilling the good ones and pushing those up to the top such that everybody sees them. And of course that can be misused. And of course humans are not perfect. So, you know, we'll retweet a million times something that one of the Kardashians says, you know, but at the same time, we're retweeting a million times something that, you know, Jordan Peterson says. And, right. and, and I, I think that that all suggests that there's something very new going on in terms of like idea processing or like idea, um, what's the word that I'm looking like, the, the distillation of, of human thought. And we're all doing it together, like at the same time. I think it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's a it's an interesting place, and it feels like I, I get my hope because so many people are doing that consistently, and because it feels like what we're actually fighting, we're in a battle of ideas, and so like the only way for us to get through this battle of ideas is to talk about it all the time. Like, I mean, obviously to do things, and people who who have much more regimented lives than I do, you know, if they're a farmer, if they're a father, or if they're you know a teacher or a whatever like they need to do those things too because those things keep society together but but on some level um 
yeah, I, I feel like we're fighting a battle of ideas and it's really cool that we have this, this technology that lets people all over the world, like sync up at the same time and talk and just like, right. yeah, yeah. get through this stuff. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know how we would have done it before. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, okay. Well, I think we need to do a game now because we, well, you said we're going we to get super philosophical and I, I know, I know. And now you did it. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we'll, we'll uh, lighten it up um, and I'll have you do your two truths and a lie. Okay. So, so I don't know. They're, they're about running and I actually wrote a, okay. run. have you heard my, my, no. my, uh, my, the one about the marathon? Have you heard the one about the marathon? Uh, no. No, it's, it's a running joke of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Is this wrote, a two uh, truths and a lie? Or no, that was, that was me just because the, the truths are all going to be about running. Anyway, so that was a pun to set up this game. Wonderful. Love Uh, it. Okay. So all about running. So let's see. I ran a marathon. I ran shirtless past Dolly Parton. And I ran naked through Zurich. You ran a marathon. You ran shirtless past Dolly Parton. And you've run naked in Zurich. Uh, okay. Wow. Two truths and one of them is a lie. Dolly, I feel like, well, I don't know how much you've traveled. Dolly Parton seems like someone you might've come across when you lived in Nashville. Uh, she might've been around, but a marathon, that seems like the most obvious one that would be true, but maybe you just, but maybe that's a lot of running. Then you just aren't a big runner. Like, I don't know enough about you and whether you've run or not. Uh-oh. I like how much thought you're putting into this. Yeah, I, you yeah. sound like Vecini from The Princess Bride. Yeah, <laughs> on the one hand, but then <laughs> he would have known that I knew. He didn't <laughs> and I know that therefore. he knew that I knew that he knew that no one ever ran a marathon ever. Right, uh, and marathons don't even exist. Uh, okay, okay. The lie is. I don't know. What does unsafe space say? One marathon, two. Oh, I'm going to vote for Dolly being true. I just want it to be true. So that's eliminating then. We have that one's true. Marathon. I want to say naked in Zurich is the lie. I like how you're asking it, hoping that you'll (laughs) see my face change like halfway through. And then I'm going to say that like, no, no, no. I knew it the whole time. I'm like, I know what you're doing. I'm not going to change my face. Unless, I mean, if you're a poker player, I probably had some little like micro change. Uh, no, it's, uh, I've never run a marathon. See, no one runs marathons. Wow. <laughs> Who would do that? I hit, like, I hit like three or four miles and I'm like, okay, this is good. I've done enough. <laughs> so you try, how, how long is a marathon? I don't even know. I don't even 20, think about 26.2. God. Yeah. That's so I've run many 18. Miles. I did a, I did a 30 K once, which was. Which was long. Wow. But, uh, yeah. I and then and that's in kilometers rather than wait. What are these? I, it's a five. Thirty k yeah. is yeah thirty kilometers and it's eight eighteen point something miles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, man. But that means um, the other two are true. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, right. so you ran past Dolly and you were tell naked us there. about this. Okay. Yeah. So Dolly Dolly Parton. Uh, so I, living in in Nashville, I lived there for just about three years. And um, I have this, I had this route. I lived for anybody who's, who knows Nashville. I lived kind of in the Belmont Hillsboro area, um, which is kind of like South of, of town. It's like a, you've got the university is near there. University of Belmont is, is right there. Um, 
And from where I was kind of close to downtown had me run along Music Row, which a lot of people, when they hear Music Row, they think it's downtown Nashville, which is like all the honky tonks. But Music Row is actually like these two one-way streets that go, I don't know, like 20 blocks or 15 blocks. It's a, it's a long way um, where all like the record labels are. So it's like a big kind of, um, it's, a, it's an area of Nashville where a lot of music business goes on. Anyway, so, but the length of that, of from where I was to this, this cool statue of like these naked muses who are all like dancing. It's a famous statue in, in Nashville and there's a roundabout that goes around it. Anyway, from where I was to like that roundabout and back was like right, right around four miles. And so it was like my consistent run that I would do. And, uh, and yeah, one day I'm running along and there's this church kind of like on the corner of, of this intersection that I'm coming up to. And in front of the church is this, and you know, intersection and a church that I pass all the time. And uh, there was this big, this black Mercedes parked out in front of the church and like I'm running up to it and I'm shirtless, you know, I'm trying to get a tan. And, uh, and as I run, like I see the door open to the Mercedes and out steps this blonde woman. And it was so funny because like my brain immediately just thought like, Oh, I know that person. Like it's somebody I know oh, yeah, yeah. Like, who I've met, you know, but, but there was this weird kind of delay. Cause I'm like, wait, I don't know this person. And by this time I'm like almost passing her. And she looks up at me and like, I guess I'm like running and shirtless and she just gives me this big smile and I'm like passing her and smiling back as I'm realizing like, holy shit, that's Dolly Parton, <laughs> you know? And then and that was it. And I just kept running and I didn't stop and get her number or anything. I, I, should have. I know. I, I don't, I don't think like I even waved back, but I did smile back at her. I smiled back at her. Yeah. She smiled yeah. at me. It was, it was cool. Yeah, you can't not smile if she smiles at you. That's just probably reflexive. It's actually physically not possible. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's so, need to see her. And that would happen to me too. Okay. Um, so so I, you know, if I ever meet her, I'm hoping that that moment stuck out in that, her that mind. she remembers like, oh, there's as that much shirtless as it guy that I saw. That yeah. Shirt. You were that shirtless guy. I've been thinking about you for five years. Yeah. <laughs> He can say, do you recognize me? No. And then just no. rip off. Your <laughs> and then, oh, take, no. Yes. Take, and then I get tackled by security. And then, but yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how it will go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So being naked in Zurich, how did, how did that go? Yeah. That was a, a long drunken night with uh, <laughs> one of my best friends. Who I was thinking was going to wear RC. <laughs> one, of my, one of my friends who's, uh, who's French, um, while we were getting our master's in business, he, he was getting oh, it at the University yeah. of Nevada also. And, um, and he had to renew his visa. So he, he was like, Hey, and we were roommate, we were housemates at the time. And uh, he's like, you want to go to, it was mid mid semester while I was getting my master's. He and I are both in the same program. And he was like, I got to renew my visa. So I, I kind of have to go. I often go back to France when I do this. So do you want to like take a Euro trip in the middle of the semester? So I was like, yes, please. This sounds amazing. And uh, anyway, so we like convinced our, our professors to give us like a week and a half. I think we're gone 11 or 12 wow. days. So we went and saw his family in, in Paris. But like one of his, um, he was a he's a tennis player, a collegiate tennis player. And so like one of his former teammates um, who, who had played tennis for Nevada as an undergrad um, is German. And so that he had like since gone back to Germany. And so we got to meet up with him um, in the south of France and then like so the three of us went to Zurich and yeah it was a it was about awesome. two o'clock in the morning and and the two of them were very uh 
I want to put this. They were they were obsessed with the movie Step Brothers and like the part oh, the part okay. where he's like we're going streaking so through the quad yes. and like they yeah. you know how guys can be in like they will quote movies nonstop. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, it yeah, was like sure. it was like two or three days of the trip where all they were doing is quoting Step Brothers <laughs> and trying to convince me that the thing that Europeans do is go streaking you know, <laughs> like when they're super drunk. I'm like I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And then all of a sudden at the end of one night it was two o'clock in the morning and we were in zurich and yeah we all decided to run naked through zurich for a while so because europeans have uh there's a belief that it's the americans are that like to go running naked in europe that's mm. the have you heard that before is this true no i'm just you, making it up. You, you're making it a joke. Up. okay yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah they were they were like we know this is what you want to do deep down so you say come on <laughs> oh hi boston josh welcome him in chat um that's okay okay so then the marathon thing ugh, I, so yeah, like i said i was gonna go with that one and then i was like but that, because that's the obvious uh all right well then you win so this gotcha. round cecil charles Wait, you got so if me this is a game does that mean that you have you, you have you won. also no no the game is that i had to get if i i mean i guessed wrong so you get the points this is all about you you're gonna see if you cool. can win the episode today nice. um and then you get points and then there are different rewards and stuff that we've had uh i played the melodica on one i did oh for alex i still have it sitting on here too i gave her a creepy love letter um that i cut out <laughs> um last week we brought in the the minority tokens um so now because it's a token minority report we got minority right. tokens that you can so the points that you get you can just accumulate and then you know use them to Redeem buy something them. later yeah yeah at some point nice. they can't exchange them they're not transferable for anywhere else but here i don't really know what all i'm selling but if you have ideas like you know you can request stuff um i you know i can get out the the guitar or i, I have a theremin do you have a theremin also i haven't been able to figure out how to get it to work right though so it just makes like noise but uh I well, can't that's usually the what noise. it makes right yeah but usually it's like in a better kind of noise and like a musical <laughs> instead right. it's it's not it's just like i think i feel like my body must uh get in the way i, I like am i made of metal or something that like it affects it improperly so i just have never been able to get it to work well, how did did you buy it without somebody showing you how it worked uh my boyfriend got it for me for like christmas or something okay. one year and so then i was trying to like i was following the instructions online or in like the website and stuff too and i just yeah i still have so maybe you know, i need to find a master you know why it sounds bad or what because you need I'm, to give it to make it sound better be better Th at playing it they're a flu <laughs> <laughs> This is why this is why I'm better on Twitter because I think about you what I say. So you don't have to respond immediately. I, I'm yeah, still laughing. Like, like, right. No, no, I appreciate the attempts though too. You know, throw them out there. I'm um, when it comes to puns, I'm very uh, I'm very receptive to them. So um, okay, so your goal, like you'll get to choose an, an instrument if you want to at the end. If you win, if you win all the games, you get enough points. Uh, yeah, then you can redeem them. Um, well, and how, does, how does one get a theremin? Like, are they? Are they still being made or are they all super old? I mean, well, I just think of like Twilight yeah, Zone and like, see if I can they're around then. Yeah, this one. Uh, oh, it's plugged in. It's hard. I can't show it. You have to unplug it. Okay. But this is That's a. Fine. You can buy them. I'm looking online. You can mm -hmm. shop. You can get it. Yeah. You can get one now. Yeah, you can get them so online. So is that it? It's just like the That's box that little and thing. There. Mm -hmm. And then it's yeah. like how you move your hand. Kind yeah, that of one's a baby one. I think, I forget what it is. It can only do 
pitch, not volume, because like the, the other, usually you have like the one sticking up and then one sticking out. And then, so you have both hands. This one just has the one. So I think it's just the pitch mm -hmm. that it does. It doesn't do volume, but I, okay. cause it's like, oh, you can practice with that one first before you get like the more expensive ones that are fancier. And I've been unable to master the, the easier one yet, so. People, uh, some people are actually, I mean, it is crazy to see people actually play songs on a theremin. I and love them. What are they called? I forget, like the Russian dolls. Um, they, they've made theremins out of those. I forget what they, there's really? a specific name. But yeah, like there's, a, I think I got a Chinese orchestra or something with just a bunch of them where they all have the Russian dolls and, the, and they're playing them. And it's the coolest thing ever. Um, I know it starts with an M. I forget what the word is um, of what they're called. But yeah, uh, so you should look up that later. So, so you mentioned Russian dolls and it just made me think of like, and then something Chinese, like, did you, growing up, did you ever listen to music from other countries? Like specifically, did you ever get uh, into any music from other countries? Uh, a little bit. And I don't mean like the Beatles because they're from England. Oh like, yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about them. Uh, no, I, mean, I mean like Chinese music or like, like Indian Canada? music. Yeah, Japanese exactly. music. Yeah. I like a lot okay. of J-pop music and because okay. like I like anime. So then all the theme sure. songs from there, and then even some of like there's a famous there's a voice actress who's a famous pop singer too called named Aya Hirano. So like I knew her from the voice acting. Then I like looked her up. I'm like I love all her music too, and uh, so that. And then I you know Eiffel 65, the Blue Daba D. Um, Blue, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I own the other album that they made that no one else knows because they're it Italian. <laughs> no, uh, I forget what it's called, but they're so it's an Italian one, and it came with two two. Uh, there's the English version and then the Italian version. So I have both, and I like the Italian music. I don't speak it, but I I, I will like learn lyrics like phonetically. So I don't know what I'm saying, sure. but um, that there's the song Dragostad Dinte by the Romanian band, the Ozone that was really popular in like 2006 or something. Okay. Um, and that was the Numa Numa. You might have heard it like on YouTube. It was the Numa uh -huh. Numa song. So I knew that, like, I love that song. So here and there, it's just like a That's bunch of That's the guy doing like this thing, right? Yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, my friend and I danced to it in our 10th grade talent show too in like these like big costume, like frilly costume things though. So, cause I was like, I really love this song. Let's do, <laughs> let's do this. Um, so I yeah. I, it's interesting. Like there's so many other, I mean, it sounds, I don't know, naive to say it this way, but like so many other sounds out there that people like will mm -hmm. dive into, you know, it's like the stuff that's coming out of, the West or specifically America or England or Canada or whatever it, it you can hear things that are so different like there's this man I'm I'm blank. I want to maybe they're Georgian girls like from Eastern Europe okay there, there's some like trio on Twitter that I've seen where it's these three girls and they're all playing like unusual instruments like I don't know love it like I want to say like what's the is the balalaika is it, it's like kind of like a Russian instrument familiar. or something. Yeah, you know, okay. One of this little like fretted instrument, but it's yeah, very small, yeah. you know, it's like kind of like a mandolin. They're yeah. playing something like that, obviously like specific to their region. And they're, they're making these YouTube videos, like just walking along and singing the three of them while they're walking through like farmland and past cows and past people on the roads. Anyway, th but the songs that they write sound obviously like specific to their region. It mm -hmm. does, you know, I mean, they're playing, with the same chord structures and, and set of notes that everybody else is, but it's like, th like their rhythms and their timing and the melodies that they're choosing are so obviously very different from anything that 
right, right. That we have. I feel like I should look up who they are, and and so we can we can figure it sure. out. But anyway, but I just I, I think it's cool. Like when people are exposed to some very different things that, musically, especially when they're growing up. That happened in a. I was in an Uber ride too, and so it was a shared, and everyone had like their headphones on, and then the woman driving, um, she was like from I forget what country she was from. She was from Africa, but then like the music mm-hmm. that she was playing, it, it was it was something from there too. And I so I was just happened to be listening to it. And I was asking her like. I forget how it came up, but I was like, oh, this, and I didn't understand the lyrics at all because they're in a different language, but I'm like, but it does have this, like, it sounds like spiritual. It has, and she's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it is. And because you can just kind of, one thing I like, even though like the cultures differ and like this, there's something that can, that can be universal in music too, where like you can, you can kind of understand like what it's about though, that like, despite how different the sounds might be in the, in the languages that, um, yeah, I guess I love like the universality of music. Well, and what do you think about um, like the idea that music almost resonates more when you don't understand the lyrics or like if there are no lyrics? I mean, I- a lot of people, a lot of people will say like, I like listening to opera when I don't know what they're saying. Have you heard mm. people say that before? Um, I don't think I really have known people who who listen to who go and watch operas. I guess. Um, well, yeah. But I guess I, I, opera is, I think, one of those examples to where it, like it almost sounds goofy when you know when it's like I'm singing, mm. you know, oh, like yeah, you're yeah, I can relate hearing to that. the words, yeah. as opposed yeah. to just it's like ah. Uh, you know, it's like something you don't understand. So it just sounds like sound. It just well, like it just pulls you into just the sound. Yeah. yeah all of the Carter different language knows. ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, that's one of the things that I hate about a lot of because I really like good lyrics mm. and some lyrics are excellent. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes there's a really catchy melody or really interesting song that's just musically beautiful. But the lyrics are that kind of crap. It's what I hate about a lot of musicals because I feel like a lot of musicals, the lyrics are like, Pass the potatoes, or it's like this mundane, stupid right. stuff, and it's it's distracting. I'd rather have them say it in a language that I don't understand, so I don't know what <laughs> that it's stupid. Right? Yeah, exactly. It's not some yeah. dumb yeah. meaning that's trying to be propped up with a pretty, a no. pretty melody. And I it's, think the lyrics sometimes yeah, it can detract from like if the music can be beautiful, but then the lyrics might be silly or just not. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoy not understanding a lot of like the Japanese music and other mm-hmm. stuff too. Cause I'm like, the sound of it is really pretty, but if, and then the, the occasional thrown in English words that you're like, Oh, I know you didn't use that correctly, but that's okay. Like this is still <laughs> fun. But, uh, um, but yeah, that's why like, I, I don't know, like even with the Eiffel 65 too, where it's just like, I prefer the Italian version than to the english version mm-hmm. and i don't know why like and, but again i just like i can i can sing along with it i don't know what i'm saying but i just know like the sounds that they're making and like match those right. up but I just i don't know like yeah i like it more um, i think there's something in like to to carter's point i think there's something about like when you get you're focusing on the lyrics and if there's a disconnect between what the lyrics are saying and then what the music is trying to make you feel then it can very mm. easily it's like our yeah, brain is yeah, so yeah. focused on the lyric because that word has real meaning that then it can pull you away from the beauty of the song. Right. And it's yeah. not always the 99 case. 99 Loop but... Balloons is one from the 80s that balloons, always bothered yeah. me because the German version I really like. I love the German version. In English, yeah. mm-hmm. the, the lyrics are just, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to. They're kind of stupid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. 
Yeah, there's right. a like there's the theme song from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. They had like I don't even know if it was in the movie itself, but it was on the soundtrack. There was like some actual vocal song that they that somebody commissioned to have for that movie, and and so I had the soundtrack and the vocal song was both in Chinese and in English. Yeah. And even even there, like I liked the the Chinese version better. And it wasn't that she sang it poorly in English. I. I don't know, and, but I'm a songwriter. Like lyrics are important to me. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, no, I mean, I love like good lyrics, or yeah, I, or artsy ones, such or, or like poor, sometimes I like just fun lyrics that aren't that like oh, like this isn't sure. really intelligent, like but but it's just fun, and I, I mean I can get behind that too. But I don't know. But then it's like if you focus on me, but I also like uh, instrumental compositions and stuff, and then right. so like I I don't need lyrics for everything. Um. <laughs> I don't know why G-Man says this, but he says my favorite music video is Boats and Hose. <laughs> so. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna show something to Cecil, and he can tell me if this is. Uh, and I did find about. that that group that I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, it, is this called... is this them? Oh. Yes, trio trio members. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. They'll hit some really intricate harmonies, so keep it going until they all sing. What is, I don't, I don't believe you can, what is the, yeah. what is the instrument, Cecil? I don't know. I don't it's, <laughs> no. did, did, did it say where they're from? What that was? Right, I'll look them up. I'll, I have their thing here. Where are they from? They're big on In YouTube. Georgia, I mean, they have right. 1.23 million subscribers on YouTube. Wow. Wowzers. You well, said right, they're, they're Georgian? Georgian, yeah. Hence the the accent, the real southern accent that you heard from them. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. Thought you would thank you for pointing that out. Right. Oh, that makes right. sense. It checks out. Um, but like you heard their their the melodies and the timing that they chose, mm -hmm. like that's very much not a Western sounding thing right. at all. But right. that's no, like they're doing that. That's brand new. I mean, I think they wrote that piece. I think they wrote that song. I don't know. It's cool. I love when when they incorporate, you know, like if Western music incorporates other sounds and stuff too, that they try to like blend it in, and, and so then you you get like a mishmash of of their styles and and the. It's fun. I mean, I I grew up listening to the Beatles, so it was like there's a point in the Beatles evolution around the time of Rubber Soul, I want to say it was, where they started really pulling in. Maybe Help had had some stuff, but they pulled in all this like Indian influence. Mm -hmm. They started having yeah. sitars in their songs and like, yeah, yeah. And they oh. added this wholly different thing. And there, there's a song on, uh, on Sergeant Pepper's album uh, called within you, without you, I believe. And uh, and it's it's a George Harrison song, and, he, and George Harrison was like the one who was extra into all the Indian stuff. I mean, they they all were to some extent, but he was the one who was like really into it. And anyway, it's a beautiful song. It's all this like tabla drums, and it's just it's cool. It was it's cool to see when bands do that, especially yeah. as you said, yeah. they pull stuff in, and that's why I'm like I'm such a I don't know. I, I scoff when people talk about cultural appropriation. I'm just like, like 
as an artist, you want to pull from everything. Yeah, you, want, like, you want the best thing. You, you appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. It. And I'm like, I like this. I want to be able to do that too. Like I, I'm not doing it in a condescending way or trying to, yeah, to lessen it or anything like, no, like I, I want to be a part of it. And, right. and Irish music, Boston Josh, Irish music. I don't know how to pronounce it. And Gale is nice too. I forgot. I do love Irish music um, and like Celtic stuff and yeah. a friend kind of, I need to listen to it more, but then I was like, Celtic metal is pretty cool. And, okay. Um, and I can't think of any bands right now though, but like just stuff that I've have listened to online and, but any, any type of yeah, Celtic, -y, not just metal, but I, I like One the sound of, of it. I'll put it in our, uh, I don't have the chat for YouTube up at the moment, but I'll put it in ours. Okay, if you want to write it in chat. it. We'll um, it there's there. a band called Clonid. That, oh uh, yes, yes, yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. Okay. You know them? Okay. Yes. Like, I grew up. I grew up listening to Clonid. Like, yeah. There was this movie Patriot Games when we were a kid. It was like one of the first Harrison okay. Ford as Jack Ryan. You know, like Jack. Oh, the okay. CIA okay. Jack I know that. I haven't so seen it. Mm -hmm. He played Jack Ryan a couple times in two different movies, and the first one was Patriot Games. And in that movie, they feature a Clonid song, and I just remember as a kid, like <laughs> that Patriot Games should is funny because like. I fell in love with that music, Clonid, right? Which is mm -hmm. all this like ethereal, beautiful harmonies, like incredible music. I just, if anybody hasn't heard it, like check out Clonid, beautiful stuff. And we should, if we can, are we, I mean, you just played there, that trio stuff. Are we allowed to play um, theme Probably from Harry's game? Copyright one, but okay. <laughs> whatever. Maybe, but, you know, we don't make it. any money anyway. Let's yeah, 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 yeah. So that's fine. Yeah, check out theme from Harry's game is the title of, that's a great song that we should hear. Title name. Oh, it's right, right. here. It's their first, it's their it, featured it's the, yeah, most video. It's just fun because I, I went to the Naval, the Naval Academy's in that movie. And I was uh, like, oh, this looks okay. like such a cool place. I ended up going there, but then I'm also like enamored with the music that I. Yeah. Are you guys seeing this or I'm only I? No, seeing this? I think only you're seeing. I still see. Oh, just I'm the, like, why is no one commenting? Okay, hold on. Let me, I have to switch the screen share. <laughs> wow. Great job, Endern. Dune. Hey, Swell you know, you get what you pay for. That's uh, true. That's true. Careful, we might have to fire you at the end. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that the interns here have a bad track. <laughs> yeah. Short Only ones track. with white hats. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now we see it.
Yeah. yeah. And, and for those listening, like I would check out the studio version because that's a live, that's a live version. And that oh, okay. looks that like a good. pretty new, like that's them maybe nearly current. More, yeah, they, more. yeah. They've been around, I think since like the seventies or the eighties. Wow. And so like the studio version of that song is, is just really, really, well, especially gorgeous. The harmonies too, okay. that, that kind of, those kind of harmonies really like that's moving to me though. when I hear that. And, Completely. Uh, yeah. So anytime I like in musicals and stuff too, like those, or yeah, any type of thing where I'm like, yeah, like that really gets me. Well, I mean, you know, like Peterson will talk a lot about music, just being meaning, like being feeling. It, it, I don't know. It's, it's, it, it, I can't say that I can get into it too easily, but but there's something there's something magical with music when it's done right. Yeah. And um, and I grew up like for me, I grew up listening to harmonies like that. You know, as a kid, like at seven, eight, nine years old, and like being even then not really realizing it, but even then being overwhelmed by just the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm not surprised that like now I'm like approaching forty and. And I'm like, yeah. This, I was going to ask like, how old you were. You look so young. <laughs> thank you. I'm uh, I'm going to be 39 in less than a month. Oh, happy early birthday! Thank you. I appreciate it. Less than a month. So okay. It's either yeah, early May. Or so I'm, early, you know, I'm, huh. I don't know. I don't know how to how to think about it exactly. It's fine. So you you uh, learned guitar at age nine. Were you self taught? Mostly. I mean, so my okay. dad my dad plays guitar and and. Uh, and so there were always guitars around the house and, yeah. and I would, I wouldn't say my dad is like a great guitar player, but a competent guitar player. And he played, yeah. he played on his own, like in his little office, you know, with an amplifier singing. Like I have these memories of, he would have a microphone in his amplifier and he'd be like singing Beatles songs. Um, and then at some point, I don't know, I, I was maybe 11, 12, he started playing in a, in a local, um, like a fifties, sixties kind of rock and roll band, you know, and, and yeah, Reno, yeah. Reno has this annual event called hot August nights, which is a huge car show. It's a big national car show and all these beautiful like hot rods and, and classic cars come from all over the States and all over the world. And, uh, and, and so of course there are all these like bands that play at all these car like lots, you know, cause it's, it's a car show. So it's like, you know, all these big parking lots is where they're yeah. set up and then bands will be playing. There. So my dad, with that band played there often um so it was cool to like you know to grow up with music from that and then my mom sang in choir um in like community choirs and whatnot so i was always around music though i would say neither of my parents have taken it to the degree that i have mm-hmm. and so um yeah i played i started playing guitar when i was nine or ten and i've been you know singing i've always had a good ear for pitch Oh, um, you know, so I've lucky. always been able to sing at least on key, but I would nice. say that like that my understanding of technique um, has changed drastically just in the last like couple of years. Really? And, oh yeah, and the, I mean it's it's all like intertwined with kind of this that flow state and like joy and and because all of that does so much to your whole kind of diaphragm and your the muscles mm-hmm. in your chest and your body and if you're if you're singing and you're tense which i'm like i think i don't know if i'm weird in this way but i'm like wow i'm like i've got like my muscle my stomach muscles like slightly tensed most of the time you know so it's like i'm realizing how much i need to to unclench and like relax yeah relax in my own mm-hmm. body 
to then make um, make that sound. And yeah, it's been an, it's been a fun ride, but it's it's to the point where I feel like I'm making progress just in the last couple of years to such a degree where it's like I'm having more fun playing and singing now than I ever have in my life, and it's it's uh, it's awesome. I feel very lucky for that. So. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've been playing since I was nine and singing since before that. But like, I feel like I'm just starting to figure stuff out. And starting to learn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, it's fine. Well, oh, I want to get into something real quick, but I see G-Man is uh, calling me out. He says he's 40. What of it? Want to fight me? Yes, G-Man, I do. You also are young looking. When when we met last year, I didn't expect you to be so old. Um, hey, hey, but- hey. <laughs> uh, but uh, Cecil, uh I, I saw too on your on your about page that you I think you said you wrote your first song around like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what the what it was about or the lyrics were? Um, well, so the lyrics kind of like came maybe a year and a half later, but I remember in it was in junior year of high school that like I figured out this chord progression that I hadn't been taught. You know, I just came up with it. And that was the first time that I came up with something that I, was, that I really liked playing that, that I thought was like of quality, but it was something that I came up with. And so, um, yeah, that song didn't, didn't end up having any lyrics for a while. So like, mm. technically it was a, a tune or a chord progression, you know, as opposed to a song. Cause Instrumental song piece. Right. But, yes. but yeah, but like, first first started writing like really writing songs um at the naval academy and it was really cool because there was this there was this other guy uh matt brunaylor who was he didn't live in the same part of the dormitory as i did he wasn't in the same company because the naval academy split up into all these military companies and brigades and whatnot um but he so he wasn't in the same company as me but he was the same class same uh, he was a freshman i was a freshman at plebes as they're called Anyway, so we spent all this time just like in in whatever little bit of free time we had, maybe once or twice a week, we would like go find a corner of the Naval Academy, some hallway that wasn't getting much traffic. And we'd like get there and like work on music and like play music together. And we started writing and writing songs. And it was like, like I didn't know that I could do that. And I remember I remember a number of my classmates at the Academy, people who were in my company at some point saying something like, we don't even know if you're going to be in the Navy. Like we think you're going to go be in music. Do you think that's what you're going to do? Yeah. And oddly it worked out that way. I didn't believe them at the time. Um, And it took a lot longer probably than they thought it would, but yeah. They got there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. Um, Music and and dumb puns. Yes. That's what, yeah. I'm all about both of those things. Um, Yeah. I've been playing piano for like, since I was eight or nine, I think I I took a couple of years of lessons from my grandfather and then, and then just kind of played, I kind of let it go. Although I I, writing songs, I was, I think around like 13 or something is when I would always just do like simple, like the four chord progression of like this Mm -hmm. and just change keys though. It's like, here's the minor chord and then the main, and then, but, but it was just easier. Like I'd switch up rhythm or something on the piano, but it was definitely a way of like the getting out the teen angst over the years. So it was a lot of like the lyrics of just like venting out whatever frustrations that were going on. So, cause it was, that was just my outlet for things, Um, but never performed it or did anything singing wise though. But I have like played piano for like the high school chorus was that I did that. And that's what really got lot better at it too because i would just do all the accompaniment for for all the songs there 
Now, did you ever perform any of those songs that you wrote around that time? No, no, never. Have, nope. have you performed other songs that you wrote? Mm -mm. No, I mean, the only thing was, I think in college, I did a couple YouTube videos on the ukulele and then uh, and then I hid those. So <laughs> I think there's only one left that was just like a joke song. And but uh, and on, on the old channel, they don't even really use now. But because I, I don't I'm I'm not a you. I think I think you need to break out one of those old I'm, angsty teenage songs. Oh, like, God. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the only I guess I, the one thing that I did do on ukulele was in a, in a sketch show that I did in Chicago. Uh, it was called Zlarf. And it was a song, I played the ukulele. So it was a really cheery tune about how Zlarf, like the some sort of demonic god or something was gonna come and, and get us all. But it was just like a super like fun super song. Cheery. And but like, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember anything specifically about it now, but yes, that's like the only time that I've really like solo performed singing, so. It's, I mean, I don't know, it takes, takes a lot I mean, some people are obviously very naturally gifted and I have natural mm -hmm. gifts for which I'm very thankful but but that you know the singing and performing part for me is one of those things where it's like it just took it has taken the doing of it over and over and like I mean I don't know how many how many gigs I've had in my life now but it's somewhere probably between 500 and a thousand if I wow. had to guess I mean you know I've been playing with a band for years and years or by myself for years and years and so um I've done a lot, but like, yeah, that just takes, and a lot of people talk about like, I never could figure out how to sing and play at the same time. Like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know how I do that. Like that itself took, like, I, I don't even really remember that time very well. Cause it was so, cause I was much younger when I figured that out. But like, I do remember it being hard. And I remember like not, mm. not knowing how it's, it's like the, you know, when you finally figure yeah. out how to like rub your, head and pat your stomach at the same time vice versa yeah like when yeah. you finally figure that out then it just then you just get it and it's kind of the same thing for singing okay. and playing i got it you got it yeah i feel like it's a similar thing like there's no way to describe it you just you have to tell somebody to like just bash your head against the wall until it finally works you well, can't just don't stop and that's how work. i really feel about piano too though because like i agree with people saying you know like the the the, the saying goes that like you learn it first it's easier to learn other instruments mm -hmm. and I and I believe it though because like you're playing you're not only just using both hands at the same time but you have the treble and the bass clef so like this you you're have the same different they're different words, like language kind of. yeah yeah because yeah. exactly. like where it's placed up top for those who don't know music where it's placed on one part on the on the top uh, uh side then it's different if it's in the same spot down below um and and so then the people and I'm like, who came up with music, you, I have to smack them. Why? Like yeah, the why? Who came why up do with the, the naming of, I mean, not naming of chords, but but specifically, like, why do we have twelve notes, but we only use, or is it, yeah, sorry, yeah, eight, twelve, seven, seven, twelve seven, notes, but we only have A, B, C, D, E, F, G, yeah, right. like, so eight letters. letters that you use, <laughs> yeah. and but then so there are notes in between the A and B. There's an A sharp or B flat. You know, but then, but not between B and C, just, you know, just throw that out there. No notes between B right. and C. Like, why don't you just call them notes one through 12? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why? I, I don't. Why use letters? Why? Um, does, does yeah. and, then, and then to have different staffs, which with different, like, yeah. this is the treble clef. And so this one's a, a C, uh, but F -A -C -E. down here, that same position, it's not a C anymore. It's something different. It's like, right. Like, I, I still always have to say all cows eat grass in my head. Cause like the <laughs> basement, I'm like, I have to like, okay, it's automatic. Yeah.
sometimes, but, um, but yeah. And then I'm like, I don't know, like sometimes I'm like, how am I reading two different things at one time? And then you're also kind of having to read ahead sometimes too. And for, for me though, like I, I tend to like, I'll practice something enough that I memorize it. So then I, right. I don't really even look at them. Sometimes it's just kind of there to like help me reference, but um, so I'm not a strong sight reader and I can't play by, I'm working on playing by ear just very slowly because I have like some books and stuff now, but my thing has always just been like, I practice for hours until mm -hmm. like, I have muscle memory. And then, right. and then I just like can play, play stuff. That, that, that was always my trick too, was like to memorize. And mm -hmm. I'm not a very good sight reader either. And you asked if I, if I was all self-taught, like I started self-taught and then I took lessons for a number of years, had some really good teachers, but it wasn't like I ever went to a, a conservatory or anything for music. Okay, I didn't yeah. go to school for music, but I'm the same way. It's like, I have gotten to the point where I started to get better at sight reading to where it like started to click. And then and then I just let it fall, like fall away and didn't stay with it. So it's like, I know it yeah. can be done, but the lazy part of me is like, you can also just memorize that and you're much better at doing that yeah. like, as opposed yeah. to learning, learning the theory behind it, you know, and it's, but it's not good. I don't, but you were talking I, about playing by ear and I was going to ask you, like, do you ever improvise much? Are you, are you I, so I, barely at all like when I when I did improv comedy in Chicago like so I did stage work but mm -hmm. but then I also started doing the underscore for for there's like Tuesday nights the faculty would do do stuff um at the, at the second city theater so like we took classes there um okay. so like the faculty would do like their own performances on Tuesday nights and I volunteered to like do the the underscoring for it so they're not singing but it was just like I'm gonna play some some ambient music and sure. stuff and I was like I don't know what I'm doing I have no so it was just kind of like figuring it out slowly and I never got like really good at it but it was th that's m the most improvising that kind I do um, yeah. yeah and well, I there's I mean, something to that about like because even as a like if you're if you play guitar you often learn like the pentatonic scale which is like the major scale but it's just missing a couple notes and it's it's right. it's very easy to apply the pentatonic scale if you kind of know what key you're in and play things that sound kind of like you're playing solo guitar like you're playing like lead guitar over something like bluesy riffs and stuff mm -hmm. and so guitar players myself included you get you can get very used to playing kind of rote memorized little like little licks like little like i'm gonna bend this note and it always sounds good if i bend it just that way and so you can get very used to always bending that note and always playing this note and always playing like those three notes in a specific order. But, but the thing that I always knew and haven't done very well, but I think a lot of people know is like the next step is actually just hearing what you want to play, hearing it first or hearing it and playing it at the same time. But, but most likely like melodically hearing it first and even singing it. So like a lot of the really good jazz, like I think, um, Oh, is it Her Herbie Hancock? I'm blank. one of the guys, one of the jazz players out there will sing as he's soloing and he'll sing exactly what he's playing on the solo, which okay. is showing you that like he's coming up melodically with it. And yeah. And making that happen as opposed to like relying on the fingers to do muscle memory, what they're used to doing right. and like seeing what comes out of that. And I think most guitar players suffer because like we tend to do the muscle memory a lot more than we're like, mm -hmm. I hear this note and, and then we're like, shit, where is that note? Like you got to find yeah, that. Yeah. And then, that's and what then I have to like, do. 
you're forcing yourself to use your brain first, but, but what comes out tends to be so much more interesting. Like if you can, Mm -hmm. if you can rewire what you're doing to where it's like, you're thinking of the melody first before you actually put it into the world, what comes out tends to be much prettier than just some rote thing that you, that you normally do. I know you're in, into jazz, obviously, and you talked about yeah, that. Yeah, not Alex as a too, trained, and, not and trained, but I do like jazz. Yeah, that's what like I I have. I guess maybe it's like a love hate relationship with jazz because like I like like I appreciate it. I like it. It is my weakest genre though. Like I am so bad because you've got like you know the syncopation. You've got all, like and I I'm just not. I, I'm not there that I, I it messes me up. I had to do. I, well, I volunteered to do. Uh, my aunt was directing Elf the musical okay. and I'd never heard it before so over winter they did that and she's like do you want to do the keyboard there's a few songs and I'm like sure I mean it's, I'm rusty I don't know and I got the book and it was 244 pages of music with a bunch of songs and I was like holy crap I'm not prepared like I barely played so I was proud of myself for getting like half of the songs but I was just like I this is too much and and the woman who initially was going to do it was able to come back and do it too so we split it up I did like the keyboard two part and then did some of the main songs too so it was okay. it was really nice to be able to do that but because it ended up all being jazzy songs and I was like had no idea what this music was going to be I'd never listened to it and then and I agreed and I really loved it and it was fun to learn but it's just right. it's so tough for me and and even in my high school too like any of the jazzy ones like I enjoyed them but like the certain like the rhythm and stuff too I'm like that my brain like I just this isn't how like my body responds like I don't know I I don't match I don't match well I mean I think with anything it takes it takes spending time with it obviously Mm -hmm. like it's spending time learning how to play it but also just spending time listening to it because you know they say that um that the human brain likes music more the more it knows the music so like The more you are familiar with a song or a piece of music, the more you tend to enjoy it. And it has to do with the fact that you're like anticipating the note that's about to come and then it's given to you because like your brain knows where the melody is going and then your ear hears it. Your brain knows where it's going before it gets there and then the ear hears it. And there's something in that like expectation and deliverance that is very pleasing to the human brain. And so, um, I mean, I would just say like there, like if you can find some types of jazz that you like and just like spend a good amount of time listening to them. Cause it's like jazz follows not always, but often certain chord progressions that mm-hmm. bring it back around. There's this two, five, one progression. That's very common right, as right. like the resolution for jazz. You play the two chord and then the five chord, and then you resolve on the one. And, um, and so that's much more common. So even if you just like know that that's like a little jazz hook or like a little signature thing that jazz players do often then you can like tune in and listen to lots of jazz songs and again not every jazz song has that but at least the ones that do you're like oh yeah i know i know what they're doing that's cool um but i mean i grew up listening to there's this album i want to say it's the 16 most requested songs by billy holiday Oh, Billy okay. Holiday's 16, the album's called the 16 most requested songs. Right. And so it's, but it's mostly her really early, like 19, like late thirties, I want to say forties jazz. And, yeah. uh, but, but like jazz in that era was in my opinion, it, it kind of my favorite. Cause it was like simple enough to follow along. They would play the, the head, which is like the lead melody. They would play that in the beginning and then maybe like do a little bit and then she would come in, they would sing and then she'd be done and be like two and a half minute song, very obvious, but 
so beautifully done and like all the little solos are great that I don't know. I think that that's much easier and just as, uh, I don't know, just as satisfying to me as like when, when you get into like Miles Davis and, and mm-hmm. John Coltrane and, and they start to get really kind of out, like out there in the atonal stuff. And so jazz, I mean, jazz can mean so many things. And I think like this jazz aficionados can be pretty snobby and like the more yes. like out there and, and edgy and, and difficult to listen to yeah. the jazz is the more they feel like they're like the real true listeners of jazz. And I'm like, there's just some really awesome, much more straightforward stuff out there that I think a lot of people would really like. It's just really listenable and well-written and it isn't just like, of uh, if you just like, you just have to understand why this is so cool, man. You know, when it's, because jazz can sound like shit too. Like, okay. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like it anything. Way, it can be way out there. So, yeah. um, real quick, G-Man sent a super chat. Thank you. He says, I'm going to start calling Beverly Jazzy B. Happy weekend, everybody. Um, thanks. Jazzy B. Jazzy okay. B. New nickname. Uh, yeah, I... Yeah, I think I, I I was pretentious before, like in the set, and I, I mean, I still kind of am in that, like, you have like a lot of the guitarists who just like, oh, they they just play, but they don't like, they don't know, they don't read music at all. And, and yeah. I was just like, for me, I'm like, I, I am kind of, I didn't like calling them musicians, though, because I'm like, to me, I think re- being able to read it and like understand that like that's part of being a musician. But on the other hand, too, I'm like, I, I envy them, like their ability to just like kind of naturally play beautiful things and, and like play by ear to just match with other people. I'm like, I can't do that. But so I just think that there's like a well, the, and the guitar is such like a it can, it's it can be such a crutch instrument to oh, keep okay. people to keep people from ever learning how yeah. to read music. Yeah. Because you can do so much without knowing any of the, the theory behind it. Like it's all shape based. So mm-hmm. it's like, you you know, you can make a certain shape with your finger and then move that, that shape F chord up, and do it up, everywhere. <laughs> up and down the fret. And like, yeah. it makes a different chord, but it, but whereas on the piano, because you actually have to change the shape of your fingers mm-hmm. as you mm-hmm. move, because, uh, because of the way that the, the natural and the sharp keys are laid out, it, you can't always just like keep the same pattern. You have to know a lot more as a as a piano player, like about where those sharps and flats happen and how to like mm-hmm. make the chord. But on the guitar, it's it's just like make this shape and like all the feel a little better. <laughs> and like in in books of music for guitar players, like they'll have a little like diagram of the shape where it'll like show you the dots. Or, like right, yeah, fingers, yeah, the tabs. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, tab is slightly tab is where it's like oh, showing oh, you're you the strings the and which fret it's on. Notes. But it'll show you like this diagram. I'll, I'll have to send you a picture. Oh, it's okay, like a diagram okay. of the of the chord shape and it's showing you what to do. And okay, then and then all you're doing on the other hand is just like all you have to do to make it sound okay is just strum. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm it may so not bad sound at... perfect, but like you can just play that chord and just strum it. And the so like guitar players have it easy. <laughs> rhythms are hard for me though, too, where I'm like, I always end up playing the same. I can't think of what I did. Like I always end up doing the same things, even if I'm trying different chords. I'm like, this is just like the one rhythm that my, my hand <laughs> actually does. So then I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to learn others, other like go down, down, up and do something different. But I'm just like, but I like this one. This one's just natural. Um, yeah. I, I, I think guitar players have it easy, but at the same time, I'm like, that means a lot of people play music like around a campfire mm-hmm. or like in a dorm room. Like, so I, I can't, I can't be, and it got me like, I'm, 
I'm one of those people who you're you you would look down your nose at like because I can like play guitar but I can't read music very well and well you read some that I, I think I, I do I but think... but my point is like like I can do a lot without really reading music at all oh yeah and, and but like I said and this was more so beforehand like now I like I, I appreciate their ability more too though because it's like I I can't do what you do either and um and but I also just think it was the people who like who were unwilling like they didn't want to try and I think like right. if you I think just having that interest of like learning the other parts that encompass music though I think that is important and then when you're just like oh because like I want to play by ear and I want these like I'm just but I need to like practice that more and do and, and I'm interested in training for those things but um, I always appreciate people who like have to work for any, not just music, but just generally like we're like, oh, they've they've worked hard. They practice this a lot. Like they weren't just like totally naturally gifted. And that's what the woman who <laughs> played the piano, like the one that ended up taking over, she was just like, oh, I'm a natural sight reader. So she didn't really have to practice things too much, though, or, or she could like switch, like simplify it enough that it worked. And I was like, how do you how? Is that, is that, how do you how do you do that? <laughs> she said, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know anybody who's a natural. I mean, maybe people are natural sight readers, but that's it's a it's a weird language. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about music as a language in the sense that mm -hmm. it's like notes oh, yeah. on a staff. It's weird because in my mind, like when a when a normal human being learns an actual language, firstly they're they're mostly immersed in it. Like as growing up as a child, you're immersed with the sound of everybody else talking to you in every moment it's obvious like they may say a certain sound and hand you a cup and that sounds sound is cup and they hand it to you and like you're putting that all together immediately whereas music is like it's naming a symbol on a page but then the name isn't the sound you know the name is just the name and then you have to then put that onto an instrument and sometimes um, on this instrument, it's here, but on that other instrument over there, which is a different mm -hmm. instrument, then that thing you just read is played in a totally different way. Like music, yeah. And and then add on top of that all the crap that they did with the 12 notes, but only the eight letters right. and yeah. all of that. It's just like, Jesus, people, why did you make it so difficult? And then there's even more, so, you know, the piano doesn't get, like there's the sounds in between those ones too, that like some instrument, other instruments can get to, but like piano can't. And, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. We need to catch up. I've, uh, we were talking so much that we skipped out on games. I'm going to double up on some games here now okay. too. So we can, let All me right. do a quick, let me see what we've got. Mm, I have Woody Rather, but the, we'll probably get into uh, some more conversations. So instead, uh, I'm going to do... Thank you for having me on this show, by the way. I, I wanted, I do want to say that. Oh, yeah, no, thank I, I, you I just feel you. like, you know, this music guy who a couple of years ago was like, I need to get back on Twitter. I need to get on Twitter for the first time because the world is falling to shit and I need mm -hmm. to understand what's going on. <laughs> and Twitter and, will save the world. And yeah, well, it might, it might, it might, we'll see, we'll see. but, but uh, it's been a, an amazing kind of community of people and we get to talk about yeah. all sorts of things. So I, I just I feel honored for the invite. I don't feel and like you, I'm anybody special, but like I do feel like I get to be on here. You're the most special you person ever. I know. I, 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 I mean, I just generally like I love again like reading. I want to because I I watched the you, you're an actor too. I watched that short film the, Did the Overwatch. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I'm like I don't. I've never played the games. I know of the games, but I watched it and I was like, this is so fun. And then you with the French accent and um and I was like <laughs> listening to music. I'm like so. I, I think I relate to you because like I, I have a bunch of different interests mm -hmm. as well, though. I'm like, oh, I have sure. to dabble in a little bit of everything. And um, so definitely kind of have like a jack of all trades 
uh, uh, vibe where I'm, I'm having mastered absolutely nothing where I'm just kind of like, ah, oh, I dabble and even instruments too, where I'm like, yeah, I play a little guitar. I play a little sure. mandolin. And, um, but like, I will stop playing for a long time and then forget everything and have to like relearn <laughs> and all that. So, oh, um, there's something like, I don't know if you've gotten to this before, but where you, you taught your, or you've come up with something like you've created a song, you've written something. And then like, Oh, oh no. You cut out. Like what? And then years later, oh, can you, repeat I was just going to say, cut out for a sec. Yeah. All I was going to say is the, is the concept of recording, like making a piece of music and then, a few years later, like you realize you haven't played it in two years and you don't remember how to play it. It's that's yeah. one of the weirdest like feelings of like, wow, I've created that thing over there and uh -huh. I can't do it anymore. And I don't remember how I did it. Th that's I, like one of the, yeah. On a similar thing, like I guess in the uh, the reverse is I love when I, there's some like here's the tune that I make because sometimes like I will just do do whatever you know compositions in my head on the piano and I'm like I haven't played this in so long and then I'm slowly like kind of like you know hitting it and eventually mm -hmm. I'm like oh it comes back and then I'm like I, re I remember this now I'm like how right. did I do that so like that always gets me really excited because I was just like I'm so glad that it was like locked somewhere in there and oh, it finally I, came back I'm, I'm saying the same thing exactly and so like when you do finally remember it it feels oh, great okay, but, when like it comes that, back. but that yeah, feeling yeah. before when you can't remember when how you, you don't did know, it yeah or, yeah and as a as a pianist like you at least have the music in front of you so you can reteach yourself but as a as a guitar player, if I'm coming up with something on the fly or like coming up with a with a chord progression, I'm likely not filming myself do it. So I don't necessarily have like some record of where I was placing my hands to make that G chord. Because on the guitar, you can play a G chord all over the place. You can play different mm -hmm. versions of it and whatnot, just like on piano. And so oftentimes it can take me a lot of work to like figure out what I did. Anyway, yeah, yeah. That's, oh. <laughs> it's not something to complain about. It's just interesting, like that feeling of I did it before and I can't do it now. And, I'm <laughs> and then, yeah. And yeah, when you feel that struggle and then you're like, okay. That struggle and then you finally do, yeah. That's All right. Good. So we're going to do a quick cards against humanity thing. I've got, oh, wow. so you have to guess the right answer to the, to this. Uh, I'm going to give you like a, what the, word, uh, the phrases and then you choose uh -huh. the right one out of four options. And oh, oh, hi, John Delarose. Um, welcome. Uh, okay. So your, your phrase is blank colon good to the last drop i don't think it's good when you say colon good to the last drop i don't think that works <laughs> well we're well. gonna find out i don't even remember what these uh what these answers are a gogurt okay good to the last drop b a bucket of fish heads good to the last drop c overcompensation good to the last drop hmm. or d Morgan Freeman's voice. Good to the last drop. So you I got. I, oh, no, go got, ahead. Was I just saying you got Gogurt, a bucket of fish heads, overcompensation, and Morgan Freeman's voice? I think my favorites are the fish heads and Morgan Freeman. Okay, you gotta you gotta choose just one. But, but I'm gonna go with Morgan Freeman. That's correct. Nice. <laughs> so you get five <laughs> points for that for choosing the. The right answer. Hint. Okay. Any so of them would have been right. I was gonna say, did, did you were you gonna say that is correct after any? Yeah, any of it. I mean, that's the one I would have chosen. You'll never too, know. But like any, anything would have been right. <laughs> what is um, what is? I was thinking about this recently. What is that um, logic game where you have like somebody 
people who always lie and people who always tell the truth and you have to like figure out who oh, what question the, the two like brothers the riddle yeah how does that one? do you remember that, that at riddle? all yeah i can tell the riddle i've heard like yeah. different yeah do you want to hear the riddle? Yeah, Please, okay, go ahead. this moment just made me think of it about if she's lying yeah, or if she's telling the you're truth. You're on a about. journey. I don't remember what your destination is, but let's say you have to get to uh, return the ring to the Mordor volcano or whatever. Um, okay. And you reach a fork in the road, and there's a house at the fork in the road, and you know through magic somehow that uh, there are two twin brothers that live in this house alone. One of them always tells the truth and the other one always lies. And you don't know which one will answer the door. And you have a chance to ask one question. Uh, they both know which the right way is. You have to choose between going down the right side or the left side of this road. They both know the correct way. One of them will lie and one of them will tell the truth always. Mm, okay. You knock on the door. You don't know which one answers. You get one question. What's the question? And That's I... The yeah, and I, I half remember the answer. It has, it has yeah, to do with like, asking what, what the other guy would say. Is yeah, something what, like yeah, that? Yeah, what would, what would your yeah. other so brother if you say? say? What would your brother, which way would your brother tell me to go? And then you go the other way. And you always the go the guy, Yeah, the, the key the in thinking about it lies in because you don't know which one's going to answer the door, you have to make sure that your question incorporates both answers. So sure. uh, if you ask the truthful guy, what would your brother tell me? The truthful guy will truthfully tell you that his brother would lie. Right. <laughs> he'll tell okay. you to lie because that's what his brother would say. And right. the, the lying guy knows his brother would tell you the truth, but he'll lie to you but and lie. tell you the, the wrong way. So you get the wrong answer regardless. And then you just go the other so way. So you force the wrong answer regardless and you take the opposite. Yeah. You could also phrase the question to force the right answer regardless, but um, you know, whatever. As long as the questions got both of their answers canceling each other out, you're safe. Well, it sounds like this is the new game for your for your show. I love when I was a kid. That. I had these little books of those riddles. I loved those riddles. I They're just, cool. I ate them yeah. Up. Um, yeah. All right. Here's a riddle. The only one that Thank I ever remember. Uh, let me see. Uh, what is it? There are three words in the English language. Two words are hungry and angry. Um, what is the third word in the English language? I think that's how it goes. Hungry and angry. Oh, sorry. There are three. Sorry. There, I think there are three words in the English language that end in, in G-R-Y. I think I forgot that part. Okay. There are three words oh. in the English language like, that end in G-R-Y. <laughs> yeah. There are three words okay. in the English language that end in G-R-Y. Two words are hungry and angry. Uh, what is the third word in the English language? Nice. I think that's how it goes. What is the third word in the English language? I and feel it, like I'm you're trying to make something like, where the third word is language or something like. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's because yeah. it's it's you're supposed to take out the like. There are just two words that are are here, so it's that's the yeah. only one I've. Yeah, I learned that. My like, favorite. Have you seen ago. the one with all the words "had" in the middle? I have to do that visually. I don't know. I'll, no. I'll next time. I'll bring it visually. I can't destroy. I, I'll ruin it if I try and do. You can't do it verbally. Um, but it's a, that's one of my other favorite ones. Mm. You'll like it because it's a. I think I gave it to you once because you're the grammar Nazi and the punctuation Nazi. I think I gave it. to oh, you. Oh yes, once, yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, that one was difficult. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. just a. He he's saying the middle as in like a sentence. So then you had hmm. to figure out where like the commas were that it had like I had 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 had. Yeah. Had. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was that was challenging. Um, okay, we're gonna do this other one. We'll do a would you rather now. So we'll see. 
Oh boy. Uh, He's always good. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I, I tried to, I was like, I, yeah, I was trying not to get to, we'll see what happens. Cause I think these ones okay. are lighter. Um, yeah. I was trying to do it more to you and, and they're like music-y. Would you rather be a guitar or a piano? Hmm. I'd rather be a guitar or piano. Mm -hmm. I'd probably rather be a guitar because then I get to go a lot of places. Ooh. Oh, oh, that's a good answer. Taken, I didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, the poor piano can never really travel. That's one thing too. I and I don't have a foot. I don't have a foot fetish. I mean, if I did, then the piano <laughs> definitely. The it's like, yeah, use yeah. that foot on, on me. You know, but like you use both feet too. Use both got feet. Pedals. Just, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad now. I feel bad for this. Did get dark because I feel bad for pianos not getting to travel around and do things. Oh, so <laughs> like a guitar can. I mean, you can have a, a keyboard like mine. I can. It's a full size, but I've got like a case and stuff, and it's wheels, so I can nice. technically. Um, but okay, no, that's a good answer. Um, a keytar is the answer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't an option though. You had to choose between. <laughs> so I right. guess between a keytar and a guitar, which one would you choose? Ooh. Oh man. I do you. Okay. Key, let's be honest. Keytar is about the goofiest looking instrument I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Goofy. It's amazing. I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> You keep using that word. I don't know if, you, if, you <laughs> if it means what you think it means. This is what the future looks like. <laughs> now, do you have you played the guitar out? Like, have you have you performed uh, with it? I, I think when I, at least in in the comedy stuff in Chicago, I can't, I can't remember if I pitched it in a scene. So like when we were doing the shows, like we'd come up like, here's the, I don't know if it actually made it into a show or if it was just like among the, the people. But and never as like your, a consistent instrument that you've played out. No. Yeah. Um, I think the only time this one has was when I lent it out to a friend there who they did like a rock opera or something and, um, and had it. And then the, she never returned my, uh, the adapter to the plug. So I only have it on batteries now, but yeah, well, I was, I was like, say, I'm never lending if, if out. If you again. had, if you had played it out, then I think you definitely have bigger balls than me. Like, and I'm oh. not a biologist, but you definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a biologist. Um, so, I mean, it has been on a stage. I can't remember if it was on like an actual show or if it was just during the, the rehearsals or something too, but like it was like 50 people who were doing the show. So it was kind of a performance. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, there were bands in the eighties, right? That had guitars. Oh yeah. Well. And they were much smaller too. Like this one's a larger one, but the eighties ones were like dinkier sized. And so, and this one's not even the newest one. They've got the, the, Roland X Edge. Now that makes it even it looks even sleeker, and there's like a black version of it too. So, um, and that looks awesome. pretty cool. <laughs> it's like I, black so and red. So my band back in Reno, the Pretty Unknown, um, mm -hmm. uh, they've had a trumpet player, really great. I had a couple of horn players who were all great, but like the trumpet player, every once in a while would have this like like a mini keyboard, but it was attached to like a kazoo kind of thing. Or have you ever seen that? And he's like playing almost like. Does a it keyboard. sound like an accordion? God, it, it was not it a great sound. It was kind of a kazoo, yeah, yeah accordion sound. Do you, is, that, is that called a melodica? Yeah, hang on. I have to unplug. Okay. <laughs> yes, we get to see this. That, yes, it's this thing. What is this? I don't know how these go in. Is, does it look like this? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was exactly that. So do, um, can you play this? Yeah. 
They, uh, yes. I, I lost the mouthpiece. <laughs> I lost the mouthpiece that like there was one that was just here and it disappeared. So I only have the longer one. Okay. But, uh, it's, uh, oh, sticky. That's so awesome. So, That's so awesome. So I think they had like a quarter size one that was like, you know, maybe just yeah. eight notes or 12 notes yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I love them. I, that's what I was saying. I think when John Delarose was on here, I played it for him. And I was, because I first heard it, my roommate in college, he showed me a video of the guy in a chicken costume uh, playing the melodica out on a street. And so he had like a bass and the melodica and he was in this chicken costume and he played What is Love? And I was, and he had a looping pedal. And I was like, immediately, I you have to own this life. instrument now. And like, <laughs> so I bought it on Amazon. And, um, but yeah, I, so I love it, but it keeps getting sticky on some parts. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like the sound too. I like weird. Yeah, like obviously I like anything that has super stuff or weird sounds. There was this viral video, you know, maybe 10 years ago that was, um, I want to say it was called Sexy Sax Man. <laughs> and it was basically this guy that they, they made kind of this video, spoof video, lots of live stuff of him shirtless with a saxophone and all he played at least for this video was the hook to careless whisper like da, 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 da. you know that song mm -hmm. yeah 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 I, I think i'm singing it pretty close to correctly but anyway uh and so he would like walk through malls just playing the careless the careless whisper song on his saxophone until he'd like get kicked out and anyway, it's a, it's a great video. It's like, I don't know, four or five minutes of him just in all these public places, shirtless, playing Careless Whisper by George Michael. I love this so and, much. Yeah, and it's great. And anyway, it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. but No, no it's fine. You do have to, I have to ask about that shirt. Like, is this just because we're talking music today? Oh, yeah, or, yeah. I mean, I have yeah. I have two three hoodies that are like music but i was like i'm gonna wear this one because we're talking music i'm talking it's to cecil cool. so okay, yeah is um, it from have, from a show that you did or is it just a shirt oh no just yeah yeah uh, amazon has a lot of like the 3d hoodies and i'm very picky about long sleeves so like these are like really smooth the fabrics because I, I hate anything that's rough on my arms gotcha. so um but then they come in fun style so i've got like a rainbowy music notes and this one just has like a bunch of music like swirls is that your only non-rainbow clothing yeah i'm probably i am wearing because i was like there's no rainbow on it but i need to wear my rainbow bracelet so i still have something rainbow like going on um but yeah have, have you liked rainbows since you were young is that kind of a thing for you yeah I, it became more uh, uh prominent i think in college for some i don't know why like i've always because mm -hmm. like, purple was always my favorite color and then and then as i got older i was like why choose just one color when i can choose all of them and i love <laughs> so like, favorite color is rainbow and, and it just became more i don't know why but because i love colors and so i think i, I wore a lot mm -hmm. of like black band tees and stuff in high school and all that but then i'm like why because i love colors so then i try to just wear more fun things now um <laughs> but uh okay so you get a point for choosing okay. guitar even though i love the piano I, I think that it was a wise a wise decision getting to travel so question two okay. would you rather be able to play every instrument ever or be the greatest pun maker in the world and well, that would I'm be already, like an official already he already is here. the greatest pun maker yeah. in the world so i don't know 
I, I know, so I know that we talked that. about, but we said that like you were a pun master. I don't know if you ever officially said that you were the greatest one in the world. Like this would be official title. Everyone would know, like they would know Cecil Charles is, is. Oh, definitely the instruments. Are, the, are puns are, the puns are, the puns are my secondary passion. <laughs> the puns are a compulsion. That's so I think disappointing. I that to, <laughs> yeah. To yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get that transcendental moment when you make a pun that's like, no, oh, this makes me cry. Fun so good. Huh. I, I don't, I don't get choked up by my own puns all that often. I <laughs> happily admit that they don't. They don't do it for me. How many it's music puns same. have you done? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, uh, it, my uh, guess is maybe maybe five percent of the puns are, okay, are music good. related. I, I I don't know that I'm thinking about music all that often. I think my favorite little pun thread that I did was when I was it was like a, a year ago and I was on some kick about horses and so like every pun. I had like 15 or 20 puns in a row that were all about horses. I've done so that with you, bears. Uh, every time that I talk about bears on unsafe space, then I'm just like, yeah, I've got, I did a sketch uh, with bear puns at one point too. So really? <laughs> I don't remember any of them now, but they're always like, you know, the, it was a grizzly ordeal. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of something about like a, a polar. Oh man, I have to think about this, but like we just had, cause my friend and I were going back and forth and we just, it kept evolving into like worse and worse things. And <laughs> All right. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to bring a couple of these up if that's okay. Cause you're asking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to do a lot of like on Facebook, I did pun of the days, puns of the day, uh, year back in college mostly. And so some of them I'd make up other ones I'd find online. Cause I like, I'd try to do my, but then it was, it was difficult to like uh, make your own every day. And then I'm doing other things too. So I love puns. Well, for the for the edification of anybody who follows me, if or if you want to see my puns, then please just follow the yeah. Cecil Charles. Um, but I do like if I ever write or share anybody else's pun, like I'll say like this is somebody I'll cite somebody else's, yeah. and the rest the rest are all ones that I've come up with. But right. um, but yeah, <laughs> so I start off this thread with uh, what kind of horse tells dad jokes? A lame one. <laughs> 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 I just horse. love it's kind of dark already. Like, like a lame horse is what pretty. It's a, like they get shot. The uh, <laughs> the other one is um, what this is one of my other favorite. Yeah, how do horses communicate with the spirits of their ancestors? Horses communicate with the spirits of their ancestors. Nay, they nay. They, they sniff glue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one, that was much, uh, much worse than I thought it was. I know. I know. That's why I went there. That was a dark, you went dark. I went super dark. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do have, or after we finish the would you rather, I have stuff about puns too that we're, we'll okay. get into right. then after. Uh, okay. We'll do the last one then. So you got two points. Uh, you've talked, um, if, since you've talked about liking pretty things like beauty and all that uh mm -hmm. and then you had the pretty unknown um would you rather be able to see the most beautiful thing in the world uh but no one else is able to see or believe you about it like so only you can see it or uh see something that's like only half as beautiful but you can share its beauty with everyone in the world wow that's an interesting question <laughs> It's just like a, a positive version of the trolley car question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you save all of them or just some of them? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a tough question. I don't know. I, I, I think so many things are pretty that like I do. 
I like the idea of sharing with people. I'm in, I'm at that point in my life where it's like, I, I just, I want people to find more things beautiful or awe-inspiring. Cause I think that's part of the answer to all of this. I think it's a, an aspect of the answer of everything that we're in the middle of in the world right now. Um, that sounds pretty Pollyanna and like rose colored glasses. Like it's just beauty, man. But like, I do think there's something in the appreciation of life that mm-hmm. like, especially when you have, um, when you have ideologies that are explicitly saying like, there is no meaning and they're pushing for everything to be just, just power, just a struggle for power. And it's like the opposite of that is appreciating, appreciating what you're experiencing in this moment. Cause just like somehow saying thank you for this experience that I'm having has nothing to do with power has absolutely nothing to do with like getting to the next thing in life. It's simply like being grateful for what is. So yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess I would share it. I don't know. Oh, maybe I if I saw a glimpse, if I saw a glimpse of that super pretty thing, though, maybe I'd go for that. I right. Cause I mean, I guess like there's part of it too, where you're like, no one else can see it, but maybe I can, can try to share it through music or other thing, but then it's right. like, Oh, but they, that's why I added in like well they won't believe you though either so it's like you can't uh but then the other thing like if you have something that's pretty enough and then you get to like try and get other people to to uh, admire and appreciate it though too so you're spreading something positive around and I think that's good in the world I like uh Craig the baritone says Beverly how do you know about my imaginary girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) the prettiest thing in the world I love it yeah uh so yeah, okay, I'll get three for three. You got them all right, Cecil. You're well, well on your way to winning this episode. I think I think the the bigger point to that final answer is like I I think the world's beautiful already. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like I'm I haven't seen the most beautiful thing yet. You know, it's like yeah. I don't in my mind my brain isn't oh I just I'm I will be happy once I see you're the running for thing. yeah yeah, yeah like, that you're trying to no I just mm-hmm. think there's beautiful shit everywhere yeah when you just look and see like that like that's cool this is amazing like, I didn't even I like stuff too where it's just I didn't even think about the like I love this and it was never something that I like wanted to see because it wasn't on my mind but then like so it's new and um and that's the same type of thing in like writing or 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 just I guess like collaborating um like an improv again too, where it's just kind of like, oh, you went in and or Dungeons and Dragons that happens with me when I run the campaign. Uh, mm-hmm. they, like, oh, the players went in a direction that like I never even considered. Mm-hmm. And I love this though. Like, I mean, this is so cool. Like, I, cause I, I planned the world out and they, to get a little specific, there's this uh, and more nerdy, there's a, there we have like the main world that they're in, but this evil's coming from this other dimension that I had. And okay. they did a thing where, and so someone like their friend got taken over there and they didn't know. So he, the one character was just like, I, I think she's over here. So he found his way to get into the other dimension, which is like where the, the original evil and everything that's going on is. So they went there and I'm like, I never ever planned on them ever going to this dimension and now this whole other like world has opened up that I'm like okay where do I go from here and I never thought about this but I'm like I'm really excited and it kind of like revived my my excitement for the game too and that thinking about it now like because I I played Dungeons and Dragons not a huge amount growing up but enough enough to like have had maybe half a dozen like you know 6 a.m experiences where you're like you're playing D and D until six or seven o'clock in the morning with friends, you know, like we had, we had our, our characters and our, our dungeon masters and all of that. But um, it, it makes me think that like, 
improv players are probably the coolest people to play Dungeons and Dragons That's where with. Half of us are improvisers. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. improv is all about, I mean, it's all, you know, this better than me. I didn't really ever do it, but all about saying yes and mm -hmm. yes and then like moving the story forward and not being super stuck on like, well, the story has to go this direction because this is what I planned. And um, that's, yeah, that's a huge thing. And D&D too, I learned as a, when I first started it, I know with a different group, I, I was like, there's a thing called railroading where it's like you, mm -hmm. you force them to do something and, and you take away their agency. And it felt so when, cause to me, I was like, oh, here's like this cut scene where they get captured and you just like, just let yourselves get captured. Why are you fighting this? Like mm -hmm. we're supposed to go. And it felt bad. Like I felt bad in it. And it was weird. And so I learned from there too. I'm like, no, let, I can always let them try to do something and, and let it, you know, let the dice roll and we'll see what happens like if they make it then we just go from and opening it up letting them help build on like the world like the world exists the care the npcs that i have have their own you know agency and the, the stuff that they want to do but then they'll react to what like the the characters are doing in this world mm -hmm. now that just helped and improv really helped that too of just like allowing this like the yes and and, and letting uh, stuff happen and it just feels way better when I'm not like trying to to hone in on like make them do exactly what I want. That's cool. You were, you were saying earlier about just like appreciating beauty and not realizing oh this thing in front of me actually is really mm -hmm. cool. And I was thinking um, I was thinking on on a run yesterday just about like that like for example a painter you know their whole thing is color and and looking at color itself as something that's beautiful. And um, there was a, there's the beginning of the the book by Eckhart Tolle or Tola, however you say his name, called The Power of Now. It's, it's a, it came out maybe 10, 15 years ago, but, and it's kind of a self-help book. It's, it's about like focusing your brain to be aware of the present moment and whatnot. And, but in the, in the beginning of the book, he was talking about having had this big transcendental experience and, and kind of what he learned from it, but that he spent a large amount of the time early on, just looking at light is what he called it. Looking at light, which is odd to say, if you think about it, because light is everything that you see, like every right, yeah, yeah. thing coming into your eye is light. So anything you're looking at is the light from that thing. And so I was I, kind of to bring this back of like, I think artists are often lucky because they, they have trained themselves or maybe they're just naturally able to like see beauty in things that other people don't necessarily think about seeing beauty in. And so like, I was running and looking at like the, the brown of the dirt path that I was on and mm -hmm. thinking like, like, I, I'm certain that it may be in a, in a, with a certain mindset, I could just look at that color and appreciate that color exactly for what it is. And I mean, even in thinking about it, I was like, it is cool. Like that's, you know, and, and, and I think musicians are similar. It, it made me think of, um, of Tolkien. Like, did you ever see Donnie Darko? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember that part where, where they referenced Tolkien? They were like, Tolkien said that the most beautiful two words in the English language were cellar door. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, but yeah. Yeah. Not a big point, but, but the idea of that is like, when was the last time you heard anybody say, well, my two mm -hmm. favorite words in the English language are these two words. Like, like when was the last time somebody talked about words themselves, like just the sound of the word as being mm -hmm. beautiful? Yeah. Oh, I, I love don't, words. I don't hear that very often, but it was really cool that, that, um, that Tolkien had that and that people were like, yeah, exactly. And this 
was that? Oh, you froze again, Cecil. What were you saying? Oh, well, I was just saying that's the same kind of thing because Carter was showing the, oh, the, the video. Oh, the video. Yeah, yeah. But, but I was thinking and it doesn't always work. Cecil was saying, seeing beauty in things, it reminded yeah. me of that scene. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't always work. Like, you can't look at just some trash on the ground and always... And all, yeah, beauty, yeah, but but it, but it does work more often than we when we think it does. I mean, like I love. I mean, I have favorites of a lot of things. Like my favorite word is apiciapesis, and then so there's just things like oh, this is a fun, like things that like are fun. Or uh, it's the like when you trail off at the end of a sentence, so it can either be like the ellipses, the dot dot dot, or the m dash. Um, okay. So essentially that, and but so I don't yeah, like I, I love words and numbers and things though too. So. Um, and I kind of have a, what's it called? A synesthesia. I don't know if it ended up being like something that I kind of made happen when I was, but like, I relate, like when I think of numbers, they have colors to them mm. too, like to the, it's, yeah. or sometimes on the piano too, like a note, like, I, like, not that I like can literally see it on there, but like in my head, I, I just like picture it. Um, so stuff like that where they kind of like combine and I'm like, I don't know if it's just something that like I did it to myself over time or if it just kind of automatically happened. But but to your point, the same thing for like comedy, too, I think, you know, for people who do stand up or even using it in improv or whatever, it's when stuff happens to you in the world, like sometimes you're like, oh, this is frustrating and like and this sucks and you're just kind of upset about it. But then I try to be like, oh this is hilarious though. Like this is frustrating, but this is a funny story that I can tell later on or like, or just laughing at it now to like makes it uh, better. Like I was on the phone with Hulu cause they, my internet is weird. Like it says that we're in New York. So when you're trying to do like the live thing, it was saying that like, you're not where you're, you live. So, <laughs> so I had to keep calling to say like, can you change this? And the girl, she was so sweet, but she couldn't figure out how to spell my name for my email address. And so it's B-E-V-E-R-L-Y. And she was like saying B-E-C-E-R-L-Y, B-E-E. -E and I was all these things that I'm like, sounded out. Like, my name is right. Beverly. Oh, why is this so? And it was like five minutes of trying to get her to do it. And so I was like, oh, man, like, I can I can get mad at this. But I'm like, this is so ridiculous. Like, is this really happening? So I was just laughing at it. But, and then we ended up chatting and I found out like she liked anime. So we were kind of just like chatting afterwards too. I'm like, oh, I could have been so upset with her, but I'm like, but this is also really funny. Cause I'm like, this, is this a sitcom? Like how is this dynamic happening right now that she really sure. doesn't know how to spell my name? And, <laughs> but there was uh, a, that reminds me of, of, I mean, I was a kid at the time. I was maybe 10 or 11 and there was a camp counselor. I was like at the YMCA cause we were going to go to this YMCA week camp, like go away for a week. Mm. And I remember getting there and the camp counselor who probably was only like 18 or 19, I don't know, but he was, seemed like an adult at the time. And he was reading the names of the people who were in his group, like who were in his charge and to make sure we were all there. And he literally said, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like 11 and I'm like, does he think the name is Thomas? Like, does he really think that that person's called Thomas? What's going on here? I know it has a TH. I think I know what just happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was yeah. funny. But you, you were talking about, like, life and, and things working out. There's a really cool, uh, and this relates musically, that Alan Watts, who I will quote all the time. I don't know if you're familiar with Alan Watts I much. Do you know but... the name? Can you... 
amazing philosopher. Um, yeah, yeah. Was uh, calls himself like a spiritual entertainer or a philosophical entertainer because mm. because literally he's just really entertaining to listen to. He's 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 an amazing orator and and he did. Um, his career was in the the fifties, sixties, and seventies, writing a whole bunch of books and then traveling around the country and around the world, giving talks to people, trying to synthesize like the wisdom that you get from Christianity with like the wisdom that you get from the East. And so Hinduism and Buddhism and trying to like help people understand what those Eastern religions were and what they are anyway. But he has this thing about how, um, how like a, a, the human brain doesn't, put meaning or, or that the, the meaning of any melody changes if there's an, if there's an extra note at it, like at the end of it, like the, every time you add a new note in the melody, it essentially kind of reframes the story mm. of what the melody is telling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's an interesting thing to think about because you're like, that's very true. Like you can hear two notes, but then if you hear the third note and it like goes down to a minor, then you, you, uh, yeah. the whole thing kind of changes. Right. Right. And so he's reminding you that life is exactly the same way that like you have this story that you're telling yourself about yourself or about life, but in every moment, it's like adding a new note that's changing the final, the final part of the story of what you're living in that very moment. And so every moment reframes just slightly everything that's happened prior. So I don't know. I, I wow. think that's, it's a cool way to like remind yourself that, that like, especially if you're thinking like, man, I'm stuck or my life has, has ended up in this point and that must be at some point I don't like and so I'm, I'm down about it. It's like, well, every new moment changes it mm. in a way. So like, just embrace that and go after what you want. I mean, it's, yeah. Anyway, I, but I, lo I love that he related it to, to notes and music and his whole other thing was like, life is music. Not, not that it's exactly the same thing, but he's like, you don't play. It's not how quickly you can get to that very final note in any song that is what makes that song good or the performance of the song good. He's like, if it, if it was how quickly you could do it, then songs would be over like that. It would just be like, how fast I, can I play it? Let's I do get to love that playing last things note. fast. <laughs> you know, it's like, let's get to that final thing. Let's get to the destination. He's like, music's yeah. not about a destination at all. He's like, mm -hmm. the beginning of the song isn't less worth less value than the end of the song. Not at all. The whole, the song is the thing. And he's like, life's the same way. I know. I definitely agree with that. Uh, but I also just love playing songs fast, any music. <laughs> I, so I, I appreciate it. But like, but for me, like it is fun to like, Oh, I'm going to, I don't know. Cause I just like playing, uh, doing anything fast is fun for me. So I, and so I'm just I, imagining you like hitting that last note super hard. Like, I got there. I got there. I'm, I'm, if I look at the way music has changed, popular music has changed over the past few decades, um, you don't have some of the long intros or like I actually like stuff that builds mm -hmm. and slowly. And we've reached an era where maybe it's because of YouTube where, you know, people are only going to listen for a few seconds. And, and if they're not hooked right away, they're going to leave. Um, and so one of the things I miss is is music that has these kind of long, slow builds that are. Uh, there's just a lot of anticipation that builds up and they can be very beautiful over that slow time before you get to the hook. Sure. Um, yeah, I, 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 I do think that, that the way that we, the way that we consume music has a lot to do with that. Um, I think also when 
my gut says that part of that has to do with when the bottom fell out of the music industry and everything went to streaming and all of a sudden record labels weren't making the same amount of money that they used to make mm -hmm. because nobody was buying records. Nobody was buying CDs. Like they just changed to this, this other model. Um, what, what that did to the music industry uh, was that took a lot of that revenue out of the music industry, which meant that the record labels themselves and managers and, and whomever had a lot less money to spend on investing in artists, investing in the art itself. And so they look a lot more at like, can it like singles, can a single song, is this catchy? Is this going to, is this going to take off? Um, and I think what that means is that a lot of artists are, uh, don't get like a lot of people who are, are exploring artistically, which to your point, Carter, like might mean, this thing, this piece of art that I want to make includes a two minute intro to where the song is mm -hmm. finally growing into something else, you know, six or seven minutes later. Um, I, I just think that like a lot of that stuff isn't radio worthy. And so the, and because the money isn't in the music industry in the same way that it was a lot of the, the, you know, radio, um, the record labels don't take chances on artistic things like that. When, I mean, it doesn't mean that they're correct. You know, it's like the the business person in the in the music industry is is correct in some ways. They can identify trends about which songs like seem to be more popular, but that's always looking into the past. That's always only gleaning like what should we do based on what's been done before. And I think that um, that you know a real artist obviously has to take into account what's been done in the past, but also is looking forward into the future. And, you know, you, you get a song like stairway to heaven, which is what, right. six minutes or whatever, seven minutes. That, yeah. And like that was played on the radio all the time. It's one of the biggest songs in the world. Right. But if you just were going off of like algorithms and, and the, you know, the guys with the, the green hats working in the back room saying, Oh, this song's too, it's too long. You know, it doesn't have the hook or whatever. Like, Wasn't that the same for Bohemian Rhapsody? I thought it was that they they wanted to shorten it, but yeah, like you can't, yeah, and uh, because exactly. like, you need the whole thing. And you need yeah, the whole yeah. thing. But um, but at you, the same time, like not every seven minute song works. Like right, most yeah, of the time, it the, it's the two and a half, three, three and a half minute right. song that works. So it's like the scientists are right most of the time, but then not all the time, and they yeah. don't tend to get the really yeah, explosive but amazing ultimately. Thing. Yeah, and and yeah. I I missed the anthem. I missed albums that had a unified theme, like the albums from the '80s and '70s. You could put on from beginning to end. Like if you try and put them on shuffle, it actually right. ruins the mm -hmm. experience. Ruined like oh, totally. they're meant to be played from the beginning to the end as one piece, uh, yeah. and um, or at least one theme of multiple pieces that's that that fit together well. And I just don't see that today either because everything's consumed in terms of you know, specific songs. So you miss out on that, you know, the large theme music. I mean, Pink people Floyd's are doing it. Said in chat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Pink Floyd, I think is the best example. Cause that's just in terms of like a, a thing that just flows from the first song to the eighth or however many were on dark side of the moon or the, or the wall or whatever, like they did it so well. And, yeah. and I, but like Boney Vare, for example, like they have some cool, um, albums that flow into each other in that way. Um, I don't know if you ever listened to, or Bon Iver, as, as most people would say, but it's Bon Iver. Yeah. Anyway, there, there are artists who are doing it, but I think you're right. I think that as an art form has been set aside. Now, will it come back? 
Maybe. I mean, maybe people are going to get so tired of just singles. I mean, where's rock and roll? Like, does rock and roll even exist anymore? No. I mean, yeah. No. Okay. You I have mean, the Foo as, Fighters as not, and yeah, you have, no. you have the Rolling Stones and sorry about the Foo Fighters, RIP to the drummer. But like, but I just mean like you have these bands who were big before who are still around, mm -hmm. but in terms of like, where's our Weezer of 2022 or like some indie, like punchy thing that's making cool rock and roll. Does it exist? Yeah. 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 Probably, probably not. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, again, somebody in chat's going to be like, oh, yeah, of here's course this it does. Bit. Here's, yeah, yeah. Here's sure. this yeah. somewhere we just don't band. know about it. Right. But the, yeah. but the fact that I don't know about it, I think, says a lot. The fact yeah, that, that it should sure be like the big are. deal that everyone, yeah, that this is the I know Drake, know. Yeah. right? Like, I know, mm -hmm. I know big names in the music industry now, but I can't think of the rock and roll mm -hmm. ones. Uh, I, this isn't rock and roll or anything at all, but the, I don't know when we think of it earlier. Have you heard the piece... Uh, called River Flows In You by Yuruma. Mm -mm. Um, you should look it up at some point. I'll, I'll, I'll send a link to you though, because it's, it's a, like a really beautiful piano piece. I think he's okay. South Korean, but I think just like talking about beauty and stuff too, like to me like that, it, it has this like, it's a, I keep calling it hauntingly beautiful because it sure. kind of, and, and then I think it means from what I've read in the comments and stuff too, that some people are like, oh, this was like, this helped me through and I was like really sad. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in, in that, moment of, of sadness and like so you just you need to sit in it and then later on he's talking about how like but now I'm listening with my wife and my child and and then again it has this other meat like and it's beautiful and so it's just something that like oh yeah and and yeah I just I don't know I, I really uh love it so that's something that music I think does really well is like in in other forms of art also but like music can make sad things beautiful like mm -hmm. it has a it has a magic in its poignancy if you're talking about a sadder or more melancholy song that, that I think can remind people like, Oh, sad things can fit into a larger story that is beautiful. And right. here's an example through music that can just like make you at least a little more. And there was that phrase in, uh, in the Gautier song, like you can, get addicted to a certain kind of sadness oh yeah yeah hit the one good Gautier song the one Gautier song <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can get addicted to be a one hit wonder that's what it should have been but no yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh but like i think he has a point there i mean i think there's something there's an aspect of sadness that can be beautiful if done correctly mm -hmm. and i think music can help people remember that. So I think it, yeah. I think it can be great for like tougher times because you can listen to sad songs, you can oh. feel authentic to yourself about feeling sad, but the sad song itself can be beautiful. So it can like but remind that, yeah. you of good things. I don't know. I, bet, I mean, yeah. so that happened like growing up. I got really into the pop punk music mm -hmm. uh, from twelve thirteen. So like, and I. So there's like Simple Plan and Avril Lavigne. Like I love them and then okay. other ones too, but those are like my main ones. And I still love them. Paramore? Like, do you like Paramore? I, I, I didn't get into to them as much, but I do like them too. I mean, okay. I still really like the song, the Still Into You, I think is yeah, one that I listen song. to a lot. Great but uh, for me though too, and, and other bands, not just these ones, but I like, like, oh, they started off, their styles have kind of changed over the years too. But then it's like, oh, I've grown up along with it. Like I still love all the music that they're doing and 
uh, and I, so I just, I like the fact that like, oh, that I've changed with them and like everything that they're doing now. I'm like, oh, I can still like it. And I like your old stuff. And I just, speaking of CDs, like people don't buy CDs. I still buy CDs a lot. Like I just bought, mm-hmm. I've been back and forth. Like I it took me a long time to finally get rid of the cases of the CDs. Cause like they break and then it takes up a lot of space. So I finally like got binders for them and I keep the artwork and stuff. And right. I still try to buy CDs unless like some of them like, oh, this is imported and it costs $50 cause they don't have them. So I'm like, okay, I'll do the MP3 or something, but um, like, I, but bands that I've like, I, I've always bought your CD. I have the CD. Like, this is like the collection that I do. So like, Avril Lavigne just came out with a new one like a couple months ago, and I bought that. And um, but like newer groups, newer bands or whatever, I'm like, I might do MP3. Like, so I kind of hover between what I want to do. But um, it's always hard to know. I mean, as a as a musician who plays out all the time, like I have albums. I have albums that I made with the Pretty Unknown, my band in Reno. Um, but that was the only like physical album I've ever produced. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's what I'm selling like at my shows. Um, but then reminding people like you can go online and listen to my music, you yeah, know, I, I was on iTunes and Spotify and that kind of thing. Um, but it's it's tough. I mean, in in this day and age, it's like I, I don't know what three quarters of the cars don't even have CD players in, in know, anymore. Yeah. So it's like, what are you my selling? Like I I want to sell you something physical because I want you to. I want the transaction to feel real. I, I want you to have something that you can mm-hmm. take home with you that feels like you you got this from the experience that you had with me. But at the same time, what is that thing? Like, I don't want to sell you something that you can't use. Like, right. I, I feel terrible if somebody gives me like 20 bucks for a CD and then they, like, they're like, but I don't have a CD player, but I, I just want to help out. I'm just like, this oh, is what? Well, that's why I had sad. to get an external one. So I had to get one that plugs into the USB because my computer is, so I'm like, right. I can do DVDs and CDs. So like, I'm, going out should of my I, way to do it. But, should I include oh, the little external with my yeah. album like every time I'm here? It's $70, but you get the external. Well, they're CD. cheap now. I think you can probably get them for like $20. So you, you can just can. have it on the side. So then like maybe someone will buy. Like I, I don't I don't have That's a CD player. Well, here you go. Well, here yeah. you go. For seventeen ninety nine. Right. Yeah. No, buy in yeah. bulk. I'm sure it'd be fine. Right. Um, but oh, so I, I forgot that the the pop punk thing, just as far as like sadness. So like growing up with the whole teen angst thing, like it was mm-hmm. like, oh, I can listen to them. And, and it was just like that music there could help me through all that. But now like they have like more fun stuff too. And so I'm like, oh, this is what I need to like get me out of like a funk that I might be in or something. And so I just, I, yeah, I think, I don't think it's bad to be sad because I think that the, the whole thing of just like, you need that so you can appreciate happiness and joy and everything, but you don't want to sure. stay in that forever. Yeah. Um, but so sometimes it's just like, oh, I want to wallow in, in this for a while. They're like, I need to get, work it out and like get, get it through my system. And then and then I can move on. And, and music is definitely a thing that that can help or hurt <laughs> in some ways. But um, yeah. So I it's just, funny you said the word wallow. And it made me think of like if they did a second Disney movie, di- second Pixar movie, it was about a really sad robot. And they called him Wallow. wallow. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay, let's do this. It's just like super dopey all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the the robot? Oh, it's from um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There's that robot who's always sad. He that the the Disney movie of that would be Wallow. There you go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, I listened to your music, Cecil. There was the what was it called? Um, I had it written down and I can't remember. Oh, without wanting to, like that was something we're, we're like listening to that. Cause I'm just like, I know how much you like prettiness, but like when I heard it, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty. Like the, like the descriptor that I wanted to give for it was just like pretty. 
Um, oh, so you. I really enjoyed that. Uh, butterflies, I really liked too. It reminded me of this other indie artist I know. Uh, his name's Luke, uh, Lucas Carpenter. So it's okay. just something in the style kind of reminded me of him. He does, I, I first heard about him and like, he came to my college and he uh, he would do different instruments. So he'd have the guitar and, and maybe file, I forget, like other things too, where he didn't get the looping pedal out. Mm -hmm. So he'd do stuff live, but then like, sure. you know, loop and add to it. And it was just so impressive because I'd never at that point hadn't seen things like that though too. So it was just, and he was just like a really fun energy. Um, yeah, the, the people who get the looping pedal and, and do it well, it's, it's really impressive. It's tougher for me because I feel like the songs that I just, that come out of me tend not to, they tend to, the chord structure tends to change too much to make looping easy. Oh, like, okay. It's, yeah. Like a lot yeah. of times if you're playing like three chords over and over or four chord chords over and over again, the looping works great. And like, if right. the only time you change that is to go into the bridge, well then you can change mm -hmm. that for the bridge and just like strum for that part. But like, for me, it's like, I often have, you know, a, a chord structure for the verse and then for the pre-chorus and then for the chorus and they're all different and the bridge is different. And so it's like, I'm just, I've never, I've never seen that as like a tool that I feel like I should be use. Cause yeah, yeah, just based on what I write, I don't know how well it would work. No, but, yeah. That, but when they do it well, it's amazing. Yeah, when you like, can get it. on stage yeah. and they're like singing harmonies with themselves. And right. Oh, yeah. I love it's, that. I keep do that too. And it's cool. Yeah. Again, the so. harmonies, I'm just like, oh, it's so, it's so beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's switch it up a little bit and go back to puns. Uh, there's so much, I, I feel like I could talk to you for hours because there's so many more things that are, because we didn't even get to you talk as much about the, I, I know, yeah. it's more, more hours, I mean, uh, like five, <laughs> 10 hours, because like, talk to you about like your acting and all that too, but I'll have to just bring you back later. But I do want to talk about a little bit more puns. It's sure. sort of another game. Um, so first, I'll just say this, this just about puns. I, I don't know, I just remembered that I went to Gen Con a few years ago. So the a few of us, like we, we carpooled and, and road trip there and on the way back so it was a three-hour drive what is gen con sorry oh it's a convention it's a board game nerd board, convention okay. thing yeah okay. so it's more board games and other like tabletop stuff sure. uh and they on the on the trip back we spent time doing like really long story puns where you had this like several minute buildup <laughs> And then until you finally got to the end where like you did like the one pun joke that you're like, that like tied in either poorly or well, like they were not worth how long the stories would be, but we okay. just kept doing like the three of us would just go like round. And once we came up with one, that would be like five, 10 minute stories until we got to like, here's the payoff. It's just payoff. this pun at the very end. <laughs> Um, do you have any of those do you remember any no of i have no idea what they, like they were and sometimes it was just stuff that we drove by that like you'd, you'd think of in the moment that was just yeah too long i i think we'll have to like practice this at some point where we just keep doing more story puns because it was really it was, it was fun to do but it was just like oh man this would be painful for anyone who doesn't like puns because it's like at the, <laughs> the one the fourth girl like she um she was like sleeping the whole time because i don't think she wanted to be part of it but the, the she wasn't sleeping she was faking it yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking too. But uh, anyway, so as far as puns go, I have uh, here's like Ooh, a little pun okay. challenge. You saying that about the long pun remind? I was like, I wrote one like that recently, okay, and I yeah, and yeah. I did I did find it. If you'd like me to tell it to you, absolutely. Yes. Okay. All right. So one day, the news reported that God was actually a sweet potato. Right. So this okay. old lady who just scoffing at the ridiculous statement that God is a sweet potato. She picks up a sweet potato in her kitchen 
and says, is that you, God? To which she heard the response, I am that yam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks like, for that one, Cecil. Yep. And that's it. long enough. It needs so you need to rewrite it and go for like five minute story where it's just this like weird. When is this going to get a joke? And when, and you like have to lose the people for a while and then you bring it back. So um, so did you hear about when the when Bob and Betty Hill took a trip to Transylvania? No, I didn't write this. This is an old joke. But so they take this trip to Transylvania and it's in the winter and they're there driving this rented car and they, it gets, it's snowing and they, they lose control of the car and it, they hit a tree and they're both thrown from the car and they're both knocked unconscious. And so, you know, a few minutes go by and this, this guy with this big humpback like walks by them and sees them and, and picks them up and takes them up to the big castle, right? In Transylvania, takes them up to the big castle and he brings them into the castle and, and he shows them to his master. You know, and he says, these, these people, are, they hurt themselves and we need to fix them. And but they tried to fix them. They worked really hard and, and both both Bob and Betty Hill died. And so the master gets up. This is a good because it's a music joke. The master gets up there and starts playing on the organ. This really sad, sad song, this dirge, right? You know, this, this death song. And all of a sudden, like Betty's little finger like starts to move. Right. And, so, and then Bob's like. His, his neck is twitching and then Betty's arm lifts up and, and Igor, right? Sees these people moving and, and looks up at, at the, his master and yells, master, the hills are alive with, with the sound of music. <laughs> wow, that, that was a journey. That was long. <laughs> Actually, okay. uh, you don't realize this because you're not paying attention to chat, but that was actually you circled all the way back to the beginning where there was a discussion about sound of music at the beginning. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice callback. Nice job. Okay. Well done. <laughs> These puns will be a little bit shorter. Whatever. Well, okay. first of all, I'm just going to say my favorite pun is the uh, what did the guy mushroom say to the girl mushroom when he asked her out on a date? Come on. I'm a fun guy. Uh, so that's always been my favorite yeah. one. But yeah, these I ones like here, one. I've, I've got these. I want you to try and finish the pun. Ooh, okay. Um, let me see. Where, let's start off. This is a classic one. Um, what does a clock do when it's hungry? Uh, something about seconds. Like having yeah. seconds or something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's it goes back four seconds. Goes back four seconds. It's okay. Like four four seconds. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Okay. Uh -huh. Love it. Um. Well. Yeah. The pun in there. Okay. Okay. So that's close. I'll give you a point for that. You got the you got the gist of that's... that one. Um. This one. What kind of concert only costs forty five cents? What kind of concert only? I don't know. I give you a hint with the. You know any artists that go by names like of Fitty Cent, something? Like, like a uh, like, like a discount discount Fifty Cent or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. A, that's close. Fifty Cent sale. Fifty Cent concert featuring Nickelback. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that one. That's good. 
that wins. <laughs> okay, yes. well, let's try this one. Uh, what's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a bicycle and a nicely dressed man on a tricycle? Poorly dressed man on a Poor bicycle. Bicycle, yeah, and the nicely dressed man on a tricycle. So there's two tires and then three tires. I don't know. You're going to have to help me. It has something to do with a tire, Cecil. Well, yes, yeah. I, I like yeah. a tire, yeah. like fancy attire or something, like nicer. He's, he's, yeah, he's, uh, okay, you got it. Yeah, it's a tire because there's two Oh, two just wheels a tire. And then three wheels. Yeah, it's a tire. <laughs> and then the dress wear is a tire. Wait. Yeah. Carter, did you just say that it's a tire, or you know, you just said it's something to do with? It. I know, I, I said it has something to do with a tire. With a tire, I didn't realize I was answering that's it the actually because I don't know this. I was just yeah. thinking out loud. Nice. So we get um, all the points. Carter gets all the points. He gets it. No, okay. Yeah. No. You can I share donate them, them to you because I would like to see you Win. get whatever it is that you're going to make Beverly do. Um. Okay. How does Moses make coffee? Oh, I feel like a heard this one before how does he make coffee so, i mean obviously moses had the ten commandments and parted the red sea and i can't he's, I don't he's know. jewish another thing oh, oh that's yeah it was something about and now what do you do for like how do you make coffee normally what do you have to do brew he, brew, he brews it. Yeah. He, he brews it. That's right. That's right. Thank you. I'm you like, I know that. I've heard this one. Um, nice. Okay, you got that one. Who is the penguin? I was thinking about him. Like, I was trying to picture him oh, like, parting, parting the coffee the, somehow. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. oh, you know okay, how it is. You go down one path yeah. and it's not there. But you're like, the yeah, I'm sure bush. it's down here. In the burning bush. Yeah. yeah. The burning, no, the burning okay. bush. Either one. Going like, the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. He um, the bush on fire, and he, he, it's like a percolator, and then that's how it works. That's, that's how he did it. That's not a joke. It's an instruction manual. Thank you. <laughs> um. Okay. Who is the penguin's favorite aunt or aunt? If you're in a different region, I say aunt. I don't know, but I've made a bunch of puns with ants because you can and make it, all sorts of words like, like deviant or like a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like where... The, I mean, like it's going this delinquent way. Delinquent or Where something do penguins like live? An Antarctica. Oh. Yeah, there you go. That's their favorite yeah. ant is Antarctica. Ant got it. Okay, you got it. Um, <laughs> did you hear about the cheese factory that exploded in France? This is the last one. Did you hear about the cheese factory that exploded in France? There was... And then can you finish that? So can you say it one more time? Because you froze there for a second, oh, or I did. Did did you hear about the cheese factory that exploded in France? There was nothing. And then can you finish the rest of it? I say I, there's nothing left but but debris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the pun master. <laughs> I keep trying to think of like the French, like this was, this is me trying to make a joke, not just now, but I've been thinking about, so in French cheese is fromage, right? It's from, mm -hmm. spelled yeah. like fromage. So I'm like, I was trying to think of like some mage, like a magician or mage, like D and D with the oh, big yeah, fro. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, my brain has come back to some, like, how do I make a joke about a fromage? And I don't know. But just so people know, like that's been in my brain yeah, for a couple yeah. years. I've, oh, I've wondered I, about it. Years. You I know, you're inspiring me. 
I really want to do puns again too. So I, I need to we need to do more pun challenges. You should. I'm, I'm hiring. Com- so oh, I mean, good. Just send okay. your application. You yeah, know, maybe. if I was gonna like we can collaborate or compete against each other, I'll just try and like battle you on Twitter with puns and <laughs> stuff. Please but. do. There there are a few other people who do awesome awesome really? puns and yeah, oh. um, st- straw man, but he spells it S T R X like like Latin X. Oh, okay. I think I think it's straw straw mix man, but man is M X N. Okay. He's awesome. Uh, I know Sarah Sue Butler is really good at, at puns. Who else does? Those two, I think, make spend a lot of time doing puns. Okay. I, hey, I wanted to throw, I wanted to bring this up only be, in case we didn't get to it, but I have been composing. Like, I don't know if you listen to any of my orchestral pieces. Oh, not, I don't think so. No, I've listened to, yeah, like the, the song songs though. So do you want to write a musical together? I was going to ask that too. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, that's a, I, well, I mean, I, I've thought about writing a musical. I mean, I'm, yeah, I've always, I have different ideas. There are things that like, I've had like jokey ones and other, like, and I never actually sat. Oh, I have written a musical once actually. And it was called oil fever. It was for the 150th anniversary of my hometown. Cause we're in the birthplace of the oil industry. Okay. So, so I wrote a musical about the guy who, who, you know, discovered the oil. Like, did it, did it yeah. ever get performed? Yeah, yeah, we had we wrote it because there was going to be a performance of it. We did oh, wow. my friend and I did. I, we were I just graduated high school, and then uh, I, we wrote. So there was a, a tour, like a historical tour that we did in the cemetery because we had like semi-famous people. So we did that mm-hmm. for the three years before that. And so when I was like fifteen, we signed on for like this is a three-year thing, and then you write a musical <laughs> afterward. So we're like, sure, yeah, okay. So we wrote uh there was just like a bunch of different songs the ones the my favorite one was called pit hole because it was the name of a, a boom town that became a ghost town so it was like a lot of people died there were fires or and we just did this like really fun uh like kind of hoedown song where it was just okay. like yeah the uh we talked about like girls getting into the barrels and the rivers and drowning and stuff but it was just like super like fun song uh so yeah, I have written one musical. So that's so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, musicals are interesting. I mean, I, I think what Carter was talking about about like having people sing what should be like normal lines, you know, between people. I think like that that's tough for me to get into when they're just mm-hmm. like singing yeah. to each other to progress the story along. But um, but like, have you ever seen the movie Once, where it's Yes, that was a good movie. No. Yeah, it's oh, all about a, okay. a songwriter in Ireland who's a busker. So he plays on the street and, and it opens with him playing this beautiful song on the street. And then he meets this girl and, and they she actually plays the piano and they end up like working together to write an album together. And um, but the but the movie itself, the actor who plays the lead, who plays this busker, is actually the songwriter of the songs. Oddly enough, the, apparently the guy uh. who wrote who wrote the script was like, I want to write a script about a busker. And he was friends with Glenn Hansard, the songwriter. He was friends with Glenn Hansard. He was like, I want to use all your songs for this movie. I, mean, I think he uh. wanted to already use the songs. But they couldn't find an actor who could like sing. So he was just like, hey, Glenn Hansard, Mr. Songwriter, friend of mine, can you just come be the actor? And so the movie is like this non-actor doing a really good job with the acting, but then the music itself being gorgeous. Cause it's like, he's a really, really talented songwriter and they never make, they're never singing to each other to like progress the plot. They're just singing to each other as if they were performing on the street or in the studio, like the, you know, vision, like 
a scene of them recording mm. in the studio. I, I really like movies like that. Or like even, um, what was the Ewan McGregor one, uh, Moulin Rouge? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought Moulin Rouge was quite good because it was enough. I that one, I think I watched it, but I don't remember it. I didn't have the impression. I, I the same impression. On, so actually, I kind of go back and forth with like the way when lyrics in a musical. Obviously, you know, on musicals are cheesy, but I, I kind of I do appreciate sometimes like because it's like oh, if the song isn't necessary to move the the story forward, then it's just kind of like, Oh, what's the kind of, what's the point? So I do like that. Like the song means something that like it's necessary in the story, like however, however it's done. So I do, but then there are other ones that I'm like, this is just a fun song, but like, you know, the (laughs) the dance is amazing. And like, and so that's Mm -hmm. like your point here is because you're watching the show. So, uh, so I kind of like go back and forth on that too. Um, Yeah. Uh, okay, so you got you got the you got these puns. You got that. There's still so many other things that I want to talk to you, but we have been going for like you you also win yeah. for longest show so far here. Yeah. So um, yeah, which again, like uh, the other things that I want to. You talk haven't to even you about, done but... the game that I I thought you were gonna do. With oh me. yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could do that if you want. Do you want to do uh, that? You got sure, do you the libs of TikTok that? one. Is that one? Um, okay, so we'll we'll wrap up this. Uh, libs of TikTok. Ice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so again, I hate TikTok, but we've got like these are terrible. This is why. Um, so this one here, I think what I have is uh, it's a gender. You have to. Other times I've been like, what color? You listen to the only the audio, and then we watch the video after, and I ask you like, oh, what color is this person's hair? I've done like what? How many facial piercings does this person have? Um, I mean, it's so, kind of like a random question. I have to be paying attention to what's happening. Well, I'll, I'll ask you beforehand so like, oh, you'll okay. know what you're trying to do. But uh, it's just it varies depending on what this video is about. So this one here, it's about uh, pronouns. And this person has chosen uh, that they, they go by they, them as a basic thing. But they also have particular pronouns um, that there isn't going to really be any hint toward it. And oh, so this one isn't just audio, actually. You get to see the video here um, because you, you get to see the person and then you'll have to guess. I, I blocked out what the pronouns are that they're choosing. So you okay. have to guess what it is. So what we'll watch the video are. once about it and then we'll play it again. <laughs> and then you're going to have to tell me what uh, what pronouns. There's two different ones, I think, on here too. Um, so two sets of pronouns in addition. Yeah, to data. yeah, yeah. Right. So are you ready? Are you prepared? Yeah, I, I hope so. It should just pop up in front of us too, so. Okay. And apparently they all use the same song. So, uh, cause there've been other videos. This is so a pronoun song. Yeah. A pronoun song. So the, the blocked out ones there. Uh, Were the ones the, I'm supposed the, to guess. Yeah. So what do you yeah. think? That- I was, my first guess was like something to do with being a clown. <laughs> like clown self or something. Clown self. Um, okay. Okay. That's a good guess clown, actually. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, her hair. And, uh, or if it was a her, but you used the wrong know. pronoun. Yeah, Sorry. you miss you miss her hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, gonna no, get banned now. Okay, so that was I the first. Know. We can say clown. Okay. Is there something else in the image that's going to give me a hint? No, this one's no. really tough. There's not, absolutely. I mean, like all of. I mean, all the videos. You never get any hints. Just random guessing. So. And will, um, and will I have heard this pronoun before? 
No. No. Okay. All right. So, Wait. so it's okay. I so it's it's kind food. of a game where I can't win this. I just want to make sure. No. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. I like those games. Go go clown. And then what's the second one? What do you want to guess? I don't even remember what the first. One. I remember what the second one was, but uh, I remember what they are. I for, I forget what the first one is now. I blocked can you it see out. What, I blocked what they look like again? What this person? Like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can watch it again. Yeah, I, I, there's, I doesn't look like anything on there that, yeah. Oh, I, just, I, if, if we somehow in the next five years, like nobody's making TikTok videos anymore like that, would be wonderful. It'd be so much, yeah. I don't uh, know. Okay. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to guess. So you don't even know the other, okay. But like some sort of painter. Like out... She looks like she's like a, she's like a, a you an would artist. Think maybe something might like. She's got that apron with like paint all over it. Okay, so we'll say we'll say uh, clown self and paint self is right. is what you'll go. Okay. I don't even remember what the first one is. That the, the this play the video. Does. It's you I know. Watch I it. am. I am. Yeah, I'm getting it up. Hang on a sec. Uh, Fish gender, <laughs> toy toys. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't hear the music, but oh. there it is. It's go. coming through. That's right. <laughs> Toy self. Oh, yeah. Those are the main ones. <laughs> toy, toys, fish. toys, fish, fish, fish self. Yeah. 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 We were having such a yeah. fun combo, and now it's just like stark reality of these <laughs> mental issues that people are having. Well, that was something. Did you see? The kids are G not alright. The kids are not all right. Did you see G Prime eighty five put out another comic today? Oh no! Uh -uh. Do you do you follow his work at all, uh, George yeah. Alexopoulos? Yeah, oh, he yeah, put down. He, yeah. he put he put one of like a mother comforting a teenage daughter, and she's saying, "Are you sure you want a mastectomy? Like in my day, we just cut ourselves." Oh. And it was oh, like, yeah. Oh. I mean, it was so, like it's such a perfect comic in the sense of like, and I, yeah, I don't know if we can talk about it. But, like, <laughs> I know, yeah, like, right. We have to be careful. Like, any, and that's so why I wrote something. I think I shared it, and I was just like, in any other situation, we would call what people are doing to themselves mutilation. Like we would mm. call it that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And yet, yeah, there it is. And yet, in this one, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I it's think that's so such a weird time. I don't understand. Like, my heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, people aren't talking about it honestly. Like, I don't care if people have emotional or mental issues. Like, if, if, if somebody's suffering from some major mental issue, like, of course, let's talk about that. Like, it's not like it's their fault. You know, it's like people suffer issues all the time. But, like, right. how is this not an issue? These people want to cut off their body parts like yeah. what if i what if i was like i identify as a person with only three fingers so i'm gonna cut off two of them. yeah oh but they have those they do have people who like do get body parts removed like that yeah mm -hmm. that's not, that, not just like the the genitals though too but right yeah. and that's not looked at as some sort of healthy natural expression of being right. a human being it's looked at as like hey this might be some some issue or some mm -hmm. psychopathy or whatever and so and yet we're in this we're in this age where like not only is it 
looked at as okay, but people want it to happen super young. And you're just like, the world is nuts. Um, <laughs> the world okay. is nuts. I well, thanks gonna, for bringing us down. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to, well, to, to not end on a, on a dark note, I am going to do this one last game. Then, just Which one's the dark note? Be... Is that the C flat? <laughs> right. Ooh. Yeah, it's a C flat because it's a B. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was a D, but it went to an A flat. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. This one's Dirty called Minds. Dirty Minds. So okay. uh, there's three hints, and I'll do one at a time. What you do, like the, the hints sound bad, like they're in the gutter, but you have to get your mind out of the gutter and you have to guess the word that's like totally appropriate sure. and all that. So right. I guess we'll use this one. Hint. Oh, and then I'll do like if you get it on the first guess, you get three points. Second guess, you get two. The third guess, you get one. So hint number one. Men like to lay rubber on me. Okay. And so you, you want to guess now? Yeah, you can take a guess now. You can take one guess like now. Like to lay rubber on me. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'd guess like a road. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, nice. Okay. Cool. So you get three points. Yeah. The other ones were yeah. uh, people sometimes pay to ride on me, and I'm slippery nice. when wet. Nice. Yes. <laughs> So you get three points because you got it on the first try. Okay, Sweet. we have a winner here, people. He has won today's episode. Um, what do you want your reward to be? Uh, can you play one of the instruments? Which one? Or maybe more of the melodica? I want more of the melodica would be fun. Okay, I mean, it's up to you. You get to choose. Uh, I don't you're care. You're the winner here. You said the Kisar no. only has batteries, so. But I yeah, don't... I mean, it plays, but it's just it has bat. I just you can't plug into a wall. Let's let's hear the melodica. I want to. Okay. I wanna, yeah. Can you play something? I mean, not the song something, but something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, the, the key stuck. It's okay. Well, it's rushing me up. Yeah, I'm going to play a different song. I can't play it. So is it it makes the note only as you're exhaling? As I'm like, yeah, blowing into it. Yeah. So it's a it. wind instrument, which I yeah, I just I can't breathe as well. So then I'm like <gasps> uh, yeah. it, it looks hard. I, I can't do it. So it does, it reminded me of like a bagpipe. I wasn't sure if it were like no, yeah, feeling a yeah, that's what like the accordion is similar. So mm -hmm. it kind of has this, it's like a harmonica, accordion, like the, the combination here with a piano. <laughs> um, so like, it's definitely a fun instrument. And I need, I guess I maybe need to clean it out somehow because I don't know why they're sticky. Did you want anything else? Again, you've got the longest show, yeah, I, so you get to choose I, if you want. I think I think it's been great. You're, you're used, okay. Uh, if you feel that yeah. you've spent your your minority tokens to the, to the I should have rehearsed. I, like I wasn't I borrowed, prepared to I play it. I borrowed a few extra. And, 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 <laughs> Those too. <laughs> Next time they I roll over. practice more. They roll over for yeah. Time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and whatever extras you have, you get to use them next time. And <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on today, Cecil. And I would love to have you back because again, like, there's so much more 
uh, we can talk about, I do want to collaborate on puns and musicals. And I think we should do a, a pun, the musical, probably. Punsicle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the punsicle. And it's yeah. just a musical all about pun. Like the lyrics will just all be puns. <laughs> and this sounds more fun the more that I think about it. So it sounds awesome. Yeah. You did say, yeah. I, I did notice like on your about page too, you said something about like, oh, you can like call you if, if we have your number. And I don't have your number. So I'm just saying that I can't call you without your phone number. So. Okay, well, Throwing I can give it to you, out. but I'm probably not going to say it live. <laughs> no, 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 you don't have to do it now. <laughs> not that anybody calls oh. me anyway, but that's yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, then you get me neither. Oh, I just get spam stuff. Yeah, but uh, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to start tweeting my phone number like every day, just so somebody <laughs> yeah. will call someone, <laughs> anyone, anyone at all. Um, but yeah, this so thank awesome. you again for coming. Oh, can you remind people where to find you? Sure. Um, so on Twitter, it's the Cecil Charles, just like it shows on the on the video. Um, and then all the rest of the stuff is like Cecil Charles official or my website is CecilCharles.com. Um, but yeah, on Spotify, just look up Cecil Charles or YouTube is Cecil Charles official. And uh, would love any any subscribes or, or likes or follows on all of that stuff because I'm still a independent musician. Yeah. And all of those things go a long way. So. the indie stuff yeah his music's great uh watch the the overwatch 2 film that's on your on your page yeah, too, it was called shadows was, was, shadows yeah. i got to play a, a french person with a bit of a you did yeah you had to do the french and i was like oh yeah um so that was fun to to hear that like yeah um i enjoyed it and we'll, we can talk more about that next time too though but yeah support this cecil awesome. he's awesome um, thank you so much for coming on. And then to everyone else, Thanks remember so. uh, book club May 1st. Uh, we've got shows next week, the usual times, the new show on Wednesday. Uh, la, 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 yeah, whatever. Uh, happy weekend, everyone. Um, thank you so much, uh, Cecil and audience. And I will talk to you all later. And the intern, whatever. I will talk to you all later. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production may corrupt previous psychological programming. If you encounter any of the following individuals, Please administer government-issued neurotoxin immediately. I'm not sure what the neurotoxin will do because I am not a biologist. CRT is a complex legal theory that is needed to combat the epidemic of racist babies. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. 
thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake. Bad news, Carter. Beverly, send a message and, and you're fired. She can't even tell me herself? No, I think she was excited just to have me tell you. Hoping I would slip a pun in there, but I, but no, this is serious. <laughs> That's it. No. It's probably the hat.